previously on the Skinny with Mike and Adam. No matter who is listening to this, because I know that because my wife to be is probably listening to this right now. I know that probably wasn't easy for her to hear that I had a great relationship prior to you. So when do we but, get to hear her podcast about her pre- previous relationships? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, we'll subscribe to her podcast. I mean, I already know about yours. I'd like to hear <laughs> hers now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Welcome to The Slender with Erica. On this week's episode, we discuss in great detail my previous relationship prior to my husband-to-be and better half of the skinny podcast, Mike. Actually, you know what? How about Adam just ask me about it in person like a normal human being would? What am I, your own personal radio station? You know, it's been well documented about how, you know, I was Catholic uh, uh, altar boy. I used to yes. go to Catholic camp yes. all the time. You always, know? always camping. Always camping. Always camping. Yeah, but, the archery. Um, one of Catholic the, archery. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one, of, one of the memories that sticks out to me is, uh, you know, one, one, one of the priests, he pulled me aside mm. one night and he said, he, and, he, and he told me, right? What so did he, he looked, pull you by, Mike? <laughs> when he, I'm getting there. <laughs> he looked me right in the eyes. He goes, you know, you're you're the you're the prettiest boy here. Mm. You know, I just got to tell you, Adam, I was touched, literally, I was touched. Metaphorically, I was expecting a bigger and physically. I was expecting a bigger response, but it's okay. I already asked you what he pulled you by. (laughs) You didn't didn't answer that question. As soon as I said camp, he knew where this was going. (laughs) It's always camp. Yeah, I could tell you some weird stories about church camp. Oh God, but nothing, nothing was pulled. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Welcome everybody to uh, this week's uh, quick quick turnover for us. At least this is like old times. Yeah, weekly podcasting. It might be six weeks before we get, do the 2017 Get episode. ready, folks, because it's not going to happen next week. <laughs> I'm going to the beach next week. Mike uh, is turning 83 years I'm old. I'm turning 83. It's about time, man. Yeah, man. Someday you'll born retire. born in 1956. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 63. No, I was born in 1936. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I'm very happy for you. And yeah. you can still muster up the energy to get to the beach mm-hmm. and plan a wedding. Yeah. And I don't know. What else do you you do you pensioners do these days i listen to albums of yes. decades past yes i play games that are in my backlog we got to get into that um you know adam and mike take a deep dive into the 70s one of these days oh and then see where all of our albums end up um I, the, there's, the, a, there's a pink floyd album in there somewhere the four albums from the <laughs> 70s we've listened to yep <laughs> <laughs> but you being 83 i mean i'm just saying you probably listen to a lot more yeah maybe, so good good for you yeah I, I just haven't listened to music since lincoln park <laughs> that's when i finally discovered music at the ripe old age of 63 
<laughs> so you'll be busy. I'll be, you know, hanging out with my family. Yeah. Enjoying watching sportsing balls, sportsing and ballsings, and and I don't know. It's still it's only preseason for football. Yeah, I would love for you guys to join us because we're taking the train down to the beach. That's right. Yeah. Do babies like trains? I don't know. There's only one way to find out, I suppose. But there's no windows to dangle babies out of on trains because they're all like they're they're all sealed. That sounds like a challenge to me. Hmm. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to go up on the second floor of the train so that you know we can. Crack windows all we want. Yes. Yeah. Boom. So yeah, I'll, I'll be busy this next weekend. So who knows when we'll get together? We got two more of these left. Man, I know. Like, 2016 was a year. It was. We thought 2015 was a year, but yeah, then, and then we sat s- down to write 2016, and we were like, "Whoa, <laughs> Adam, how many pages do you have to read?" I think I have. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> we might be here for about eight hours. He's got a whole dissertation. Um, like he's got a whole page with one line on it. <laughs> I guess I do. I didn't realize that. Um, I have five pages. He has more than five pages. Five pages plus that one final line. According to my Microsoft Word, I am one inch margin away from five full pages as well Whoa. with a, a, a 11 point font. So this year, it's going to get a little dark. Oh, is it? There's going to be feelings that come up. Yeah, there's going to be feelings about feelings. what what you and I feel for each other. Oh no! Let alone what Mike feels for the rest of society. We're going to talk about San Francisco. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot to talk about San Francisco. Oh, you did? <laughs> okay. Well, we can expand because I, I talked about it. Five pages, <laughs> and I forgot to talk about San Francisco. Oh man, this is going to be. This I'll is chime be in. Feelings heavy. Then I know. Cool. I just, well, if you go back and listen to our honorable mentions episode mm-hmm. from 2016, mm-hmm. it's right after we got back from that trip. That's true. And we, we we do a pretty good like recap of that entire trip. That's there, true, yeah. Where we we went to that park with mm-hmm. the exceptionally clean bathroom. Oh yeah. And Eat a sandwich off of that floor. <laughs> and we make a joke about like you that you were fighting with a rat for that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have new listeners now. That was all the way back in twenty sixteen, man, man. That was so long ago. Yeah. But, but there was some I, I just want to warn you as I wrote this and I got really deep into what I was going through. Okay. Because only my feelings were uh, I can only speak for myself sure. for this entire year. Okay. Because I don't know anything that happened to you at Well, this all. has been very... <laughs> I'm is... going to find out today what happened with you. This is going to be very therapeutic for the both of us because apparently, as we've learned in the past five episodes now, that Adam... That six, six episodes now that seven. <laughs> Adam doesn't like to talk about his feelings, especially to the people closest to him. Right. Right. So I'm going to... I, so I wrote Today's about that the today. the day, baby. <laughs> I wrote about them and we'll get there when we get to that middle of the year period yes and if and, and so again if you is if, if, if you haven't checked us out in the last um six episodes go back and check those out where we are recapping the decade that was culminating well, i guess there's only two episodes left but uh, <laughs> uh culminating hopefully to the uh our end of the year discussion for 2019 yes. uh folding those in those are some of our favorite uh, some favorite episodes to do where we recap the albums of the year uh it's been it's been a decade it's been a decade of good music it's kind of some bad music yes and it's been a decade of ups and downs in our personal life yes i don't even we i don't even bring up trump in this one oh it's like what's the point right yeah we all knew what happened uh, we did a whole episode on it go back and check it out <laughs> uh but uh but before we get into any of that actually before we get into our yes. dissertations or albums we got a shout out to our friend to our friend to our listener are we allowed to say what his big news was from this last week? Or? We don't have his permission to do that, okay. but, will, uh, we'll, we'll, but big news for us. Very first time this has ever happened, <laughs> somebody sent us 
a package. Right. Yeah. Not, not even an electronic package. Yeah, not even like an email. We love when you guys send us messages right. and emails and we read them on Unsolicited mail. Yeah. Uh, sent, sent to in, us from skinheads. <laughs> yeah, sent to us from skinheads. But this was like legitimate yeah. uh, unsolicited mail. Yeah, we, I mean, we opened... So last it came in the mail last week. Uh, we were going to open it last week, but Adam was very busy. We had we had we had to get this episode out, so we opened it after he got back. And remember, it was Dave sending you something for you winning his challenge. Yeah, one of them was for me winning his top 100 albums challenge, yes. and one of them was just for you because congratulations on that baby you made so many 13 months ago, so many years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but uh, you know we, we jest of course, but it was very it was a very kind gesture. Right. We opened it up. Congratulations to me. You did it. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. Uh, but, uh, but we opened it up, and uh, we got two vinyl-sized images Whoa. of uh, – I recognized that – they were signed, and I recognized that, um, that uh, signature right away. Yes. Brian Fallon's signature. See, I'm glad you recognized it because I had never done the thorough research. Sure. Judging that I've never met him because I follow the the explicit credo, never meet your heroes. Sure. So I want to stay as far away from him <laughs> physically as I possibly can. So I luckily sent, for you. So while I was babysitting your girls last week, I sent a picture to Dave to thank him, of course. But also I asked him, like, this is Brian Fallon's signature, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah. So he explained that the two images, one of them was of well, – and follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash skinny with Mike and Adam. I'll share these images with you sometime in the next – sometime this week. Yes. Uh, so you guys can get a cool idea of what uh, of, of what Dave sent us. But Actually, do it this time. You often say you're going to do things like that and it never happens. I, I'll have to this time. This yes. time it will happen. Uh, but um, yeah, so it, one of them is an image of a, of a stopwatch uh, just supposed to the moon. Yes. And, uh, kind one of, of like them, eclipsing the moon. Yeah, one of them is like – a, a, a silhouetted shadow of a man that's dissipating uh, yes. in, in, in so I, I have that one Adam has the stopwatch one and there's they are two of 12 images representing the 12 tracks off of Sleepwalkers by Brian Fallon our dual number one album of 2018 number one album of all time for me number Pro- two for you number three three for you <laughs> so yes these are very incredible, incredible awesome, gift, and of incredible. course, uh, and of course, Sleepwalkers is a is a very well loved al- uh, album by uh, Dave. And uh, so, I was doing research after I found that out. Uh, apparently, you get one for the deluxe edition for deluxe edition pre order of Sleepwalkers oh. if you got the vinyl for it. So, for him to get two, he had to trade something to somebody right. in uh, another state. I can't remember like a, what state like a it child, was. Probably, right? He probably gave away one of his many children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he misses her so much. But, you know, this, this was worth it, Dave. I think this it's was okay. Worth, I think this was really worth it. <laughs> it was an even trade, I think. But uh, yeah, it, and so he did, he did a trade so that he can have two of them to send to us, and he wow. was willing to part with some Brian Fallon memorabilia so that we could have it. And that's fucking incredible, dope. man. It will live on forever in our podcast room, yeah. aka my bedroom. I've got right uh, so I've got like two other signature. The only other signatures I have is like, I have this um, Warp Tour. Um, page from 20, 2006 of Thursday. Uh, all the members of right. Thursday signed it when I got to meet them. And then in 2015, you and I got to meet uh, the Amity Affliction. Right. They signed the Warp Tour little thing as well. So I have yes. both of those framed. Very Mine, good. Mine's going to go right on top once I get Mine the, as well. the frame. Oh. And I have my, my Lynn Gunn autograph. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well. Right on your, uh, was it not the program, but it was on your it was, sheets? Or? It was from the Warp Tour Ticket. program. And it was, was it just a their, ticket their or? picture. Oh, okay. In the oh, that's right. Program. It was a program. Yeah. Very because cool, man. 
Because, you know, when you're looking at a famous person and you're like, I think that's the famous person that I think she is, <laughs> but I'm going to look her up here in this program. Yeah. And then you're not, then you made a, you make a fool out of yourself asking yeah. for autograph in the brief. Lynn, can you sign this picture of Shane told <laughs> <laughs> literally 10 seconds of an interaction with yeah. her, but it lived on for my memory. <laughs> and I'm sure 2015, <laughs> I'm sure it was in hers as well. <laughs> yeah. So just, we, again, we just wanted to shout out to Dave yes. and uh, what Dave. a wonderful gift that he gave to awesome. us. Yeah. And he keeps on giving us incredible music suggestions and incredible countdowns, yes. countdown videos of his best oh, albums. Speaking of which, do you want to stall a little bit so I can talk about his 2015 Now there once really quick? was a year that some could say took place. Now, that year was 2015. <laughs> and in that year, there were albums that Dave really liked, but maybe Mike and I didn't so much. And those albums would have to include... The plot and use happiness and self destruction, as well as yeah, Day, where, where Day that, Seeker. Where did that one rank for you? Because that was a me. That was the turning point for that band, and it got a lot better. After yes, that. a lot better. No more um, murder core. Well, Day Seeker's Origin was a, was number twenty nine on my list. Mm -hmm. I know that, and then Plot in You was number thirty seven. So um, I know that, that Day Seeker album is really tough because it's all about miscarriages. It's all yes. about dead babies. This is their second album that we came to find. I, I, I assumed it was their first, but this is actually right. their second. Um, and I don't know. I'm not a super big fan of the first one, but this was this first was, one's pretty good. I gave it a seven out of eleven, which was pretty good. It's a good score. And uh, but it's just like I don't know. It, it it was missing something that they definitely got on their follow up. Yeah. from 2018. Yeah, they've evolved, and I'm really I'm really looking forward to um, their album coming up in September it's because the two singles that they released. Oh my god. They're so good. Amazing. Some of the best work they've ever put out in just those two songs. Well, I've got the, the list, and uh, if, if, if you're not... I wish we could share these ourselves, but uh, Dave puts in the time to make these TRL-type countdowns <laughs> yes. of uh, like his top ten lists. One-minute clips of each yeah. album. Yeah, and it's, like, it, and it's, it's amazing. They're very, and they're very like well done, and they're very like thorough, and like, right. oh, it's, it's, I'm really astounded. He, just, he makes them just to share with us. Right. <laughs> Dave, you... Have a big family. You should probably go spend some time with them. <laughs> Number ten, the Silver woods, Silverstein. I am alive in everything I touch. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair yes. and moderate. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Man Overboard. Heavy love. It's one of really, the really good. Best pop punk albums that's finally, ever made. Finally, Mike gave it its due. Yes, it's it's now it's in all of our top ten. <laughs> uh, good Tiger, number eight, with a head full of moonlight. I and don't think I ever heard that one. We've heard a Good Tiger album. I don't they had one in twenty seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, it's, that we, was we, okay. We haven't gone back and check out their discography. But yet. I remember him saying that that first Good Tiger album was like so much better than yeah. the second one. The clip, at least of the song, really good. Yeah, there was nothing at least in the song clips that he shared with us here that I was like of, of the ones that I don't know of that like right. oh wow this is. Uh, at least uh, it got me interested to hear all, the whole song at least uh, number seven North Lane with No now they have is a it, big album is it time that we absorb North Lane okay so now have you heard of North Lane because I've never time... heard of North Lane until this past album that came out a couple okay. weeks ago if you go back to a lot of episodes we talk about North Lane quite a bit and from Australia from Australia is, Adam keeps reminding me <laughs> but now you finally know who of them yes so okay. Daniel Number one fan, Daniel, actually recommended that I check it out as well. So I checked out the singles that they released for this past album. Yes. Not a fan. And so you're just writing them off? I personally am Completely. going to write them off. Okay. Do you want to check them out? <laughs> there was a very like cryptic 
you know, post when they announced their new album coming out of like, you know, this album almost killed us kind of oh. thing. So it's like, Ooh, I, I want to hear the album that almost killed them. Jeffrey Epstein core. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. But well, the, I don't think they have a huge discography too. Like so four I don't or think, five. Yeah. It's not, it's not terribly huge. Number six. I, the mighty with connector. That should, be, wow. that should make you pretty happy. I was surprised. Nobody else likes that album except me and Dave. <laughs> so you and Dave. <laughs> Mike thinks it's all right. <laughs> Dave, I challenge you off the top of your head. Tell me that besides psycho Machia, tell me a name of a song on there. Do you want me to tell you like three right now? Okay. You can probably do it because you've been listening to this since, 20, since 2016. Number five, neck deep. Life's not out to get you. Interesting. Another band that like keeps people keep bringing up and they're kind of getting a bigger and bigger star. They were the ones that had the t-shirts that just said, neck deep, yeah. generic pop punk. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I like their personality, but I don't know. Like, this seemed like the serious album. Yeah. Like when Blink-182 went serious. Mm-hmm. Like, this With finally... Blink-182. Yes. So, I don't know. Should we give neck deep a, a chance? Are you aching for some bacon? For some neckin'? For some neckin'? <laughs> <laughs> um, not right now. If you're aching for it, I'll, I'll get it for you and we'll listen feel, along together. I feel like I've been listening to O Sleeper for like, 16 weeks. Le- legend I, has it. He's still listening to O Sleeper. I finally made it through album number three. Oh, okay. There's one more, one more to go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Only one more to go. But <laughs> man, has that been a tough band to get through. Now, when uh, when Dave sent us this list, I felt really bad that number four and number three, we neglected to bring up at all right. when we talked about um, 2015. But The Plot in You, number four, Happiness and Self-Destruction. It's pretty good. This is a really good album, especially for this band. Yes. Because everything right. prior to it, hot garbage. Because it came out... Right be right after we saw them yeah. opening for Amity, yeah, very on late birthday. in the year, yeah, yeah, because that was the day you broke your ass. Yes, it was it was you know secrets plotting you, <laughs> which we sat outside. Chelsea Grin, for. cruel hand, no, we and Amity out, affliction. <laughs> did we sit outside for both plotting you and Chelsea Grin, or just no, Chelsea Grin? Chelsea Grin and Cruel Hand. Okay, well, Chelsea Grin, we sat in your car because you broke your ass. Oh, okay. Cruel Hand, we sat outside because they played before secrets yeah and then we went in like let's go see secrets one more time yeah how fun could that be <laughs> turned out it wasn't very fun well but, halfway through the set yes <laughs> but wade wademan you know that was one where he said like this is only our first this is my first time playing here and, <laughs> and we, we sold, sold it, out. it out we only uh oh, num- wade. yeah really good album and, and uh, it was fun re-listening to that one mm-hmm. uh the last couple because at weeks. that point only the singles had been released yeah and that was like the huge change. So yeah. I was like, I think this band's going to do something big. And they did. And it was fair. Good job, Landon. Taylor. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> number three, <laughs> Day Seeker with Origin. Again, very excited for their it's, album coming out in September. Yep. It's a good album, this yeah. one. It's just 7 out of 11. It's they get better. Building up to getting great. They get better. Yes. Number two, of course, is going to be in the top three for Dave. This is, this is the Dave band. Yep. This is the Mike band. Oh. Dance Gavin Dance with instant gratification. Of course. Yeah. Everybody's top ten. Oh yeah. I would if hope. this isn't in your top ten, get out of here. Get out. We're gonna Ooh. gatekeep the shit out of this. <laughs> uh, number one, the most Dave album or the most Dave band that's ever Daved, uh like Mods <laughs> to Flame, Dying Things We Live For, which again is a band that, that was... I've grown to accept because or that... I've grown to appreciate. Was that his album of life that he was sending us the write up on? 
Dave, comment below. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. But he only, right, yeah. he only talked about the first six tracks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the one we're, we're still waiting on. The, uh, <laughs> he said he was going to get around to the next ones like in two weeks, and that was over a year ago. Cut him a but, break. He's got 17 children. And that more. he's doing trading there to might, get us vinyl. I mean, just rinse. between last week and this week, there might be like 17 more. For all Who knows? <laughs> Dave's starting a franchise. He's a professional <laughs> baby maker. Over yeah. There. <laughs> so thank you again, Dave, for, uh, for uh, not only for the for the wonderful gifts that we are going to cherish and take good care of. Hells yeah. But uh, we're also, uh, thank you again for all the hard work you put into these uh, countdown lists for us. Again, I wish we could share them, but they're like just embedded into like the I thing know. that he sends us. So shall we Shall we move on? Unless we need to do a quick shout out to our friend Rick. Oh, thanks, Again. Rick. It was, I enjoyed reading your guys' conversation oh, yeah. throughout Rick, the week. Rick sent us a very nice <laughs> message about how he's, he's really enjoying these recap episodes. I don't know how much enjoyment he's getting out of the music discussions but i hope it's some i would imagine he turns it off after that first okay time. yeah well it's, it's the episode's been long enough at that point right. i know i would if i was <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah and, and he said he's like very proud of he's, he's specifically me but like thank you that's very that's a very kind thing for you to say and like we're at least I, I, I could speak for you too but like we're both very proud of like this big move that you did and we both think that's going to be a very uh, healthy thing in your do life. Do it. Do it. He did it. And stay away. And yeah. Never go back to Toronto. Yeah. Toronto sounds like the worst place in Terrible. the world. Have you been to Toronto? No. No. Okay. Fewer sharks, though. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He only goes to the, the the provinces with with no sharks. Right. Yeah. Sharkless provinces. So should we get into the year that was? So now you're like making me uber anxious. And well, I decided to go as deep as I could. Okay. I don't go very deep with my emotions. Never? I, or are you talking about today? I meant like ever. Okay. Like I don't go deep with anything. Skinny Essentials episode two. Although I told go you earlier this week I was balls deep into my 2016 top 10, mm. which was weird for me to say because I don't usually say those kinds of things. Right. But I felt really good in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you want to go first? Or do I you can. Wanna... I definitely can. Okay. There might be tears this time. Okay. We might cry. That's okay. There might be man tears, which... Are disgusting on any podcast. Skinny Essentials episode two. Go no. check it out, or don't. I don't. Uh, you don't need to. I, you should check it out. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. It's a very good episode. All right, twenty sixteen. Mm. It's no twenty twelve, but it's still twenty sixteen. Yeah. So I believe this was the year that would define all other years, both before and after. Oh my. That's a lot of pressure, I man. I, 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 that might be true. I don't know. I was going to start it off with something that will suck in the, the listener. Wait till, wait till you hear my first sentence. <laughs> I was literally... Wait. It was literally one of the worst years for most people in the world. Oh, shit. And I can remember most news outlets discussing how terrible things were by the end of the year. Mm. Of course, for my life, it began as any other year with Mike going through relationship problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just another January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike said it must be January. <laughs> After the glory of him and Tiffany being all over each other for most of the new uh, most of New Year's, I was more than shocked to hear that she broke it off with him just a few days later. I was in denial for quite some time because all they had talked about for the previous seven months was how their lives were going to merge together into the future, and everything was going to be grand. Mm-hmm. I hoped Mike would have learned from going through his divorce that despite hardships and trials, you can still bounce back from something like this and make a pleasant life for yourself. Unfortunately, this would not be the case for those preceding months. Mm. Those podcast episodes were pretty dreary, 
though I wanted him to open up and talk about what was going on. Uh, he spent those months putting himself down repeatedly, despite our best efforts to convince him that things would be okay. I mean, he was 28 years old, so obviously his life was over, and he would only be deemed damaged goods by anyone else. A he bit tried of a to correction, I turned 30 in 2016. He was only 30 years old. Well, 29 years <laughs> 29, old. 29, yeah. <laughs> by that point. Um, so since I had never experienced a situation like this with a friend before, I suppose I was not ready for the despair depths he was going to go through. It's one thing to deal with it in your professional life, where I see people go through this, and they get better over the course of time. Granted, when it is your friend and a person you look forward to seeing and someone that you can say pretty much anything around and he will not judge, suddenly he became someone that was difficult to be around oh, due to how negative he was able to turn things. Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, too, like, I guess that was a good time. Like, I, I, I don't know if I've ever, like, apologized to you for... Well, there's no need to, really. Really? You it don't think so? like your fault well, so much. <laughs> I guess so, but I do get into but some of that. It was definitely a, a different mic. Yeah. We were still able to laugh, but there was a noticeable shift that took some time to adjust to on my end. Again, I don't talk about other people's feelings on no. this show ever. And at least also on the <laughs> professional side, you get to say goodbye to them too. Right. And they're not I my never friends. I see them again. I get, I'll see them in six weeks. Yeah. And sometimes things are different by then. Um, I know that he would get to a better place on his own and I was just going to try to be a good friend. We, of course, watched the Super Bowl in February and saw Peyton Manning and the Broncos win it all again in one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. <laughs> it was pretty bad. There are, there are other boring ones, but we'll see. Our Valentine's Day episode of the podcast is one of our best, I believe, <laughs> as we discussed both the depressing and sappiest love songs of all yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Although I, I played it up that these were like my favorite love songs True, yeah. that I you know make out with. Brian Adams. <laughs> What was that song? Everything I do, yeah. I do it for you. <laughs> February 26th was the first experience we had of seeing Mr. Lord and Savior <gasps> Brian Fallon yes! at the observatory in Santa Ana. This was before Painkillers came Technically, out. Technically, no, because we saw uh, the Gaslight Anthem with Rise Against. This was the first time <laughs> we ever saw our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you with these false memories. <laughs> so this was before Painkillers came out, because that came out in March. Yeah. So we only knew the horrible crows songs he played, but it was still quite the experience. He had released Wonderful Life at that point too. Wonderful right? Life, yeah. yeah, that was. And Smoke had just come out. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. God, Smoke was the third single. So what was the second single? Ooh, was it boy. Painkillers? No, it was um, um, oh, it's like track three. What's that song? I can't remember. Sorry. Continue. Among other foolish things. <laughs> no, not that one. Damn it! Just keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um. I still feel most of the people there had no idea who they were seeing, as the crowd seemed pretty dead, until Behold the Hurricane was played. <laughs> uh, we had talked about his grieving quite a bit before the show. Because remember, sitting in the car because it started raining. Yeah. We weren't going to go stand in oh, line. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Didn't we get ramen as well? No, that was in San Diego. Oh, okay. For the Brian Fallon show. Oh, okay. I'm not there yet, Mike. <laughs> um... So quite a bit before the show, I know he was—he still struggled to believe he could get any better by this point. We saw Mr. Fallon again in March and met some awesome people before that show. We did. 
I did become very used to having Mike's attention solely to myself during that time. Oh. Obviously, my gay side still (laughs) craves male intimacy. And I realized for all those years I had been sharing these moments with Mike and his current female counterpart of the moment. Oh. You (laughs) mean the the concert parts, right? And other parts, too. There was always a female counterpart. Oh, sure. You know, three weeks of being single. Um, (laughs) It sounds so gay but I really enjoyed not having to share Mike when we went to these shows. Parentheses, fag. <laughs> so, I never realized that when I bring a guest, like, is that, has that really, like, been in the back of your mind? That like I didn't realize it until there were no longer guests there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, fag. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's I, I, I get it. Like, I don't know, nobody likes being a third wheel. It doesn't matter if it's, like, right. three friends or two friends and one lover, you know? Right. So I get it. Especially uh, all those awkward April shows where she came and said nothing. And it was, yeah. Cause you, it was very apparent that she only came there to make sure that I wasn't cheating on right. her. She had to physically stop me, but I definitely enjoyed the, the, my the Tiffany shows. Yeah. And I have enjoyed shows since. Yes. By March, the rumblings of baseball season were upon us. The Cubs had made some key additions to the team and all of the prognosticators were saying incredible things about the team and their potential for the let's, year. Let's get this baseball shit over with, because I'm sure nothing <laughs> exciting is going to happen. Of course, I had heard these predictions before, and things did not work out per Michael usual. <laughs> I remember Jake Arietta, who had pitched that no-hitter last year, being interviewed on the MLB Network. And the interviewer said, good luck to you, and you have a chance to be something very special here in Chicago, mm. or be part of something very special mm. here in Chicago. And how many seasons has he been with the Cubs at that point? Three. Okay. I remember thinking, they always say shit like this, and it never happens, and that is why it never happens. People talk about it too much. Blah, blah, blah. 108 years. Blah, blah, blah. Hype it up, baby. I would pay attention, but would stay cautiously pessimistic. I went to the second game of the season on April 6th in Anaheim with my brother-in-law, and the Cubs won 6-1. Nice. I felt good at that point and knew it would be a long season, though they would end April at 17-5. and five. Damn. Damn. They're Mike and I... Destined went... for greatness, these Cubs. I know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. just wait and see. <laughs> I don't know what I wrote. Um, Mike and I went to Self-Help Fest in March and then saw Man Overboard in April. Fun. The shows were fun, but I definitely was not feeling the same level of excitement from being at shows as I previously had. You were very, yeah, you were very like, okay, this will be my last show. Okay, this will be my last show. Okay, I'm only going to see Brian Fallon from now on. Besides the Let Live set, everything about that self-help show seems icky in memory. And I I have that image of that fountain that was just like dirty water. I know. And uh, that's so disgusting. Um, maybe we had just been to too many by that point, but the minor inconveniences were starting to really annoy me. Mm. Standing forever, sweaty people, no room to breathe, waiting between sets, mosh pitting. It started to feel very mundane. It might've been due to wanting to feel the same way as I had after the Brian Fallon shows and not getting that from other bands. Mm. Might have been, I'm just saying might. Well, I get it. Podcasting remained a highlight of my time. And we started to discuss Mike's relationship issues with more humor, and that helped. Though after the recordings, he was still very down, and it remained a struggle to try to get him to see any light in his darkness. It's okay. It's okay. 
We got we we, we still got my paper. Don't I worry know. about it. Now, I neglected to mention last year that one week after my daughter had turned two in May of 2015, she figured out how to crawl out of her crib. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife decided it was time for a toddler bed for her at that point. And the next months became an ongoing, typically nightly occurrence of her waking up in the middle of the night and coming out of her of her room into our room. What are you doing, Daddy? <laughs> Some nights she went back to bed, but I remember most nights she would get up numerous times just and just not be tired, generally from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. <sighs> I can remember watching Mickey's Clubhouse at 2 or 3 in the morning and just trying to get her to calm down and go to sleep while she toddled around the room playing with things. <laughs> Mickey's Clubhouse! <laughs> I would go to work after that without going back to sleep and make it through the day somehow. Oof. Um, and moving to the new house later in 2015 was an adjustment for her, and the nightly wake-ups did not stop. Also trying to potty train her at the time was an added stressor as she went back and forth with getting it and then not getting it. So I came to recall on April 1st, 2016, she came to our room again around 3 a.m. I let her crawl into bed with me for about five minutes and then told her to go back to bed, and suddenly... She walked out of our room, <laughs> back to her room, and I heard her close her door. She did not come out of her room again until she woke up after 6 a.m. You finally discovered this power <laughs> that you have. <laughs> it was the most amazing experience, as it had been almost a year of fighting about this. Wow. <laughs> she seemed to slowly get better and better at this over time, to the point that she started sleeping consistently till around 6 a.m. Some days were still bad, until we finally bought a clock that we can set to turn green when she is allowed to leave her room. Nice. And we still use that clock to this day. Prison. <laughs> Prison rules. Prison rules. <laughs> but that might have been in 2017. That We're we on lockdown now. <laughs> but in that moment, it felt like a slight win in the otherwise daily onslaught of misery that is discipline of a two- to three-year-old. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Your daughter might be a vampire. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. Dear God, we still haven't gotten to 2018. <laughs> As the summer went on, my focus was solely on the Cubs. By the All-Star break in July, they were 53-35 and 35 and comfortably ahead in the division, though they had lost five games going into the break. Mike and I went to see Census Fail at the Observatory and then got press once again for the Taste of Chaos Festival Woo! the very next day. Mike's fit... <laughs> Oops. Mike's failures of trying to meet and interview Buddy <laughs> will always be classic. Two days in a row. <laughs> We've told that story. <laughs> Literally two days in a row. <laughs> the experiences were fun, and we got to interview yet another artist that nobody had ever heard of, which was still a great experience. Oh, you guys will. You'll hear him very soon. Mr. Corey Wells. I talk about him as well. Yes. Though it was fun, I really felt trying to hustle to interview bands was a fruitless quest. Mm. The process seems pretty ridiculous, and I struggle to imagine continuing to practically beg for interviews without seeming desperate while sitting around and waiting for artists to show up and them not interacting with you unless you are on their list. Yeah. I am thankful for the experience, but I just feel it is not for me in the long run. Yeah. Thank you for putting it into words, not seeming desperate. That's what I, yeah. that's what I always was we like were, struggling with. Because even when we showed up and the girl was just like, well, I don't have you down for any of the bands, but maybe so I can like, get you did, in. Why did you accept us for press then? Maybe I can get you in for the for the 
Battle of the Bands winner who's opening the show. And we did that. Cool. <laughs> I, I like think we that's walked good. to his thing. Oh, well, yeah, I talked yeah. about it on mine too. August was a difficult month as the Amity Affliction album dropped to less than favorable <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Mike and I went to Redlands to see Higuera and Ooh. talk in person to Valley from that band, a lead singer who we had interviewed. We had interviewed him March or April, something of, like that, yeah. earlier in the year. It was the same week as Mooseblood and Cienvar were releasing their albums, and Mike said, too bad only two of those albums were good. <laughs> now, I didn't hate the Amity Affliction album, but it made me uncomfortable for some reason, knowing that Mike would hate it. <laughs> we were going to record our review of it the next day, and I fretted all night about what he would say. Oh my god. Now, in hindsight, Mike had been pretty negative about most things for those eight months leading up to this, and for some reason, I was very sensitive about this album. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those bands that we had bonded over. Yes. And it just scared me that he would have a different opinion. I can hear my nervousness on that episode as Mike verbally slings poo at the album for most of the review. <laughs> I know this was right. It's not your fault though. I don't, I, 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 I know. To this day, like, I, I struggle to wonder like, why did he take it so personally? I know that right around his okay. birthday, <laughs> It was right around his birthday, too, and he was very down about anyone acknowledging it coming up, turning the big three. I did not celebrate my birthday that year. I think overall I was worn out that my old happy friend had seemed to be gone, and I'm sure this was a projection. Sorry. I'm sure this may have been a projection of other areas of my life that I was displeased with, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Oh, no. (laughs) Mike was being a butt, and I didn't like it. I remember being cranky about this for a while, but I was probably just more worried he would reach a conclusion that the only way to better his life would be to change things, which included distancing himself from me. I got to get rid of you. behind my paper right now. I got to get rid of you before you realize you don't want to be part of my life. Like everybody else in my life, right? This seemed to have been a pattern with my friends of the past. So I think I was just prematurely dealing with perceived rejection issues. Oh, of course, the daily grind of life was enough of a distraction, and I still tried to hold out hope that things could turn around for him at some point. Yes? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it did. I still felt I needed to self-analyze where I was. Again, I'm sorry that it's, I brought you down. I didn't realize like, with my behavior that like, I was affecting your life negatively. But like too, I said, know? it may have been a projection of other areas of my life, but we don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is about Mike only. (laughs) You guys want to hear 10 pages of just Mike's life? (laughs) I stayed focused heavily on the Cubs and went to a game in San Diego on August 24th by myself. By myself. That was the week that you went, right? No, this was just the one game I went to by myself. Was this the same year that you went like for like three days? No, that was in 2017. Okay. Talk about that more next episode. I remember walking all over the stadium and just thinking about my history of going to Cubs games in San Diego over the previous 30 years. <laughs> the fact that the Cubs were so good this year and had all of the potential to actually pull off the one thing I had been wanting them to do for all time. They were 81 and 45 at this point and well ahead in the division. But Damn. I knew at any time it could go downhill. And I also worried about how things would seem hopeful in the past And then they would get their butts kicked in the playoffs. I thought a great deal about how my dad would have been responding to this and remembered his random emails to me when the Cubs were doing well in years past. (laughs) (laughs) I just randomly get like a 
an email that he'd send out to like four other people yeah. <laughs> were Cubs fans. You were CC'd on that email. <laughs> yeah. And like, man, I can't believe this, that, this, this, this guy's good, blah, blah, blah. I thought of going to games with him at the old Jack Murphy Stadium that the Padres played at up until 2003. I thought of going to this new stadium for numerous games between 2004 and 2009 with friends I was now distant from and also my stepmom, Mari, who had died in 2006. So it was just a very surreal experience Mm. in its own way. I remember processing through all of my parenting woes and thinking about telling this story to Nora when she was older and how great it would be to tell her that the Cubs won it all that year. <laughs> I, thought of talk, uh, I thought of taking her to games there when she got older. Her going there with her friends as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just tried to stay in the moment the best I could and had a great time, and the Cubs won that game. Two nights later, we saw the Cubs play the Dodgers with my family and Mike and Zoe. My it, first baseball in... I, that was my yeah. I think that was your first game ever. That was my first baseball game. Oh yeah. dang! Okay, it was a great game that the Cubs came back to win. It was also the only game they won that weekend against the Dodgers. Yes, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> also, having a Dodger fan tell me we may be Dodger fans, but we all want the Cubs to win the World Series <laughs> was a pretty crazy moment. <laughs> after all of the negativity I had endured at Dodger Stadium in years past, <laughs> I overheard that guy talking to you <laughs> I know. too. He just came up to me out of nowhere. I thought like, that was like I, a common thing. It was like, oh, good luck, good, not, good. no. But, but you would tell me like, oh, that's not normal. <laughs> that was my first time going to Dodger Stadium since 2008. Sure. At that point, because of how bad it had gotten by then. Yeah. A bizarre full circle experience. In September. Mike started dating a girl. What? And told us that it was going well. Who is this girl? It was nice to see him hopeful again. The only downside was that he was now not available at my beck and call to hang out (laughs) or record. (laughs) He's a busy college student. Of course I can. (laughs) I knew I would have to adjust around this again. I got my Adam pager right here on my belt buckle. (laughs) Right. I knew I would have to adjust around this again. Of course, I was heavily involved in the baseball playoffs into October and seeing the Cubs beat the Giants in the division series and then beat the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series were super high highlights of my month. Mike and I went to three shows between October and November that year. One for your birthday. First to see thrice. They got back together. It was, I don't believe it was my birthday. No, that one wasn't, but the Amity Affliction one was. The Amity Affliction one was on October 22nd. Fuck. We had seen them the year prior on my birthday. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> when we said we were going to make it like an annual oh, October sure, yeah. thing, but it's okay. It didn't happen after that. So first we saw Thrice, then Amity Affliction, and then Sum 41 in early November. Correct. Uh, we sat on the floor of Soma in San Diego on October 22nd mm-hmm. during the Amity Affliction show, watching game six of the NLCS as the Cubs finished off the Dodgers to advance to the World Series. I tackled Mike after the last out and we rolled on the floor in erotic ecstasy. Folks, <laughs> if you remember the the scene in The Lion King where Simba <laughs> is practicing pouncing yes. on Zazu, it was very similar to that. <laughs> erotic ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a highly emotional moment for me that seemed to settle in as the night went on and into the next day. <laughs> and I think like after you were after we were done hugging it out, 
you went up to like the merch guy for yes. I think anime affliction, and you said like they get it or something. I think it was the trophy eyes guy. Some, yeah, one made, of the merch one guys. Of those yeah. Guys, yeah, and you like you share like a high five with them. Right. And, yeah, that was cool. Because he kept on saying as I was giving him uh, updates on the score, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're winning, and he was like in the fifth inning, oh, they got this. They're going, we're going World Series. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just sell some merch. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the experience settled in that night and into the next day. And I just remember feeling like this wave of calmness and fear and sadness and happiness. Yeah. Um, it was a highly emotional moment for me that seemed to sell in the last hour time. Just knowing it had not happened since 1945 and all of the Cubs fans from my past, as well as everyone in my family, had never experienced this in their lifetimes. Whew. Trying to stay hopeful into the World Series was difficult, as again, I knew it could go downhill at any time. So many teams are just like, right. oh, they're, they're doing great, and then they get swept, remember, or they lose in five games. Every baseball fan who has ever existed, highly superstitious, <laughs> including this one right here. They lost game one, but the Cubs won game two. Game three was incredibly close, but the Cubs lost one to zero. The next night, October 29th, was my first day meeting what would become the future Mrs. Mike. <gasps> Erica. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was game four of the World Sh World Series, and the park near my house was doing a Halloween thing. It was incredibly awesome to see Mike happy with a girl, and I had to – I had unfortunately – wait. And I had to unfortunately introduce Erica to my crazy sports brain, of which she did not <laughs> seem to be put off by. <laughs> we, all have, we all have hobbies, and that's great. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, fiber one – you know, you never know oh. what, what what could what could scare one of Mike's girlfriends away. You sure, never know. Sure, yeah, it's like oh, he's a Cubs fan. The Cubs lost that game seven to two and were down three games to one. The end seemed like it was coming, and I didn't even want to watch Game Five. Ooh. I reluctantly turned it on after thinking, "Hey, it's the World Series. I might as well watch just to see the Indians win for the first time since 1948." History will be made. The Cubs were down early, one to nothing, but Chris Bryant hit a home run to tie it, right as the commentator was saying, the Cubs need to do something right now if they want to stay in this. Whew. And literally on the next pitch, he hits that home run to tie the game. <laughs> it's as if he was listening in. <laughs> it's very crazy. They would go on to win 3-2 to two and then head back to Cleveland for Game 6, which was a blowout that they won 9-3. to three. Buck. Game 7, November 2nd, 2016. I have highlights of this in my memory as well because i don't even need to like refer back to wikipedia no like i know this game <laughs> and you've watched it over <laughs> and over again i've watched it yeah numerous times yeah i remember still struggling to believe that it could possibly maybe potentially happen the cubs social media people posted on facebook a picture of beautiful clouds with kids playing baseball oh saying when you wake up and realize that today is the day Oh, boy. You've been waiting for your entire life. Whew. Let me just gather myself. You got it, man. Take your time. It's, the game hasn't even started yet. <laughs> what the fuck? This is just a Facebook thing. I know. <laughs> and I had to go my entire day just, like, preparing for this. Where was I? Oh, yeah. When the game started, I was still at work. And luckily, my last patient of the day no-showed. It was like a four-year-old. <laughs> it was like, yeah, they, what was I going to do? watch the game, too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God, this is a long paragraph. I was watching the game on my phone and freaked out when Dexter Fowler hit the leadoff home run. The Indians would come back to tie it, 
But then the Cubs rattled off four more runs while I was driving home and listening on the radio and led five to one. My brother texted me saying things look pretty good. And I just replied, (laughs) I just replied 15 more outs. Yep. I come to come inside to my house. I come inside to a house that could care less that it was game seven. (laughs) I walked in. It was just a normal, normal day out here Mm, in the living room. Daddy, we're trying to watch Nomeo and Juliet. We're watching cartoons and Don's just like game seven. What? What's going on? Wait, oh. (laughs) Who? The <sighs> Chicago Bears? So I turned the game on. Um, I I remember turning the game on just in time to see Lester, the pitcher, throw a wild pitch. Oh. And the Indians scored two runs Oof. on that wild pitch. It was one of those things where he threw the ball in the dirt, the ball bounced up, hit the catcher in the mask, <laughs> and then sputtered off towards the dugout. And the runners on second and third yeah, came yeah. in to score to make it 5-3. to three. I did all my normal nightly stuff, like eat dinner and do dishes and get my kid ready for bed. And David Ross hit that ep- epic homer to make it 6-3, to three, and I was feeling good counting down the outs. Then the bottom of the eighth inning hits. Don says for the first time all year, I think the Cubs are actually going to do it. Mm. <laughs> I told her to fuck off <laughs> and that there was still six outs left. <laughs> oh, man. The Cubs get the first two outs, and I say four more outs. Somehow, the Indians get two runners on base on misplays, and then Rajay Davis hits a three-run home run to tie the game off of Chapman. Fucking Chapman, man. Six to six. My heart sank. Nobody hits a ball off of Chapman. My heart sank, and I felt every ounce of potential to win disappear as the momentum shifted back to the Indians and their home crowd fans. And at this point, I believe I was at Costco. Yes. Yes, I I was watching highlights on my phone as well. I was at Costco doing our weekly grocery shopping with Erica when she was buying stuff for her apartment. I was buying stuff for my house. And... The TVs were there, yes. and there was a crowd of people yes. around the TVs, <laughs> and I, I had seen the score, because the last was... time I saw the score highlight, it was like, okay, 6-3, I was like, oh, they're doing great, they're doing great, and then when we saw when we saw the TV, it was 6-6, six to six. I'm like, you <laughs> what fucking happened? maniacs! You mean this turned into a Cubs game all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> so I was really nervous, but I wanted to make sure I didn't text you, <laughs> didn't bother right. you, because you were watching the same thing. Right. Um, so I decided... It was a good time to go brush my daughter's teeth. And I told her, this is probably the saddest moment of daddy's life right now. <laughs> She's like, oh. Like, I don't know what that means, but chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> um, I heard Dawn groan after the Indians got another hit after that. Oh, no. I figured it was over, but somehow the Cubs got the last two outs to end the eighth inning. Yeah. I put Nora to bed and thought, the next time I see her, I will be either very happy or very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy will be a changed man either way. The Cubs and Indians both failed to score in the ninth inning, and off to extra innings they went. Then the rain came. The rain delay. That was so crazy. Before I left Costco, I believe, I checked the TV one more time, and then there was the rain delay. I was the like, rain. what? Oh, what is going on? <laughs> Are we not going to have baseball anymore? <sighs> that was so crazy, and I did not know what was going to happen next. It was now 8.45 at night, and I had to be up for work by 5 a.m. Like Usually I went to bed at like 8.30 yeah. <laughs> to get up around like 4.30 or 5. I remember checking Facebook and being ragged on 
by others for the blown save. They were ragging on me. You personally. <laughs> yes. You I did po- that. <laughs> I posted that I was turning my phone off until the game was over <laughs> so that it would no longer buzz. Um, it was only a 17-minute rain delay. And the Cubs came out and scored two epic runs in the top of the 10th to go up 8-6. to six. Could have scored more, but it did not pan out because mm. they got the bases loaded and they left the bases loaded, yep. unfortunately. The elation I felt when Zobris got that go-ahead double to drive home that run was awesome. I swear I jumped up and punched my ceiling, <laughs> though trying to be quiet because my kid was asleep. <laughs> you just tapped it a little bit. I was doing that. The, the whisper screams. Yes! Yes! <laughs> um, Man, how I wish I was here. I went to the restroom between innings, wanting that commercial break to last as long as possible. Of course, the bottom of the 10th inning, the Cubs got those first two outs very easily. Come in! He was, he was out of the game by now. Oh, he was? Yeah. Come brought on. in Carl Edwards. He was done. He, he, he couldn't throw a fastball anymore. Uh-huh. He was only throwing 90-mile-an-hour sliders at that it's point. just the, humi- the humidity. Mm-hmm. And luckily, somehow, got through the 8th and the ninth inning. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but he was spent because he had been overused in that series. Oh, sure. That was the thing. So, like, the 103-mile-an-hour fastball yeah, was not going to His happen. shooting arm was... <laughs> so, of course, the Cubs got those first two outs easily. So, that was when I stood up. Yep. Paced nervously. Got down on my knees. Prayed to no, to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Prayed to all the gods right. out there. All right. Then a walk. Then a stolen base. Mm. A single scoring the run Ooh. to make it eight to seven. Oh, boy. Was it unraveling? Is this the moment I will have to remember of getting this close and having it all fall apart? The Cubs change pitchers. Another long commercial break. You know what's great about commercial breaks before a presidential election <laughs> is that you get to see the same presidential commercials over I'm, and over again. I'm Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Don't you wish you weren't watching me right now? <laughs> All right. So long commercial break. First pitch, called strike. 0-1-1. Second pitch, a softly hit ground ball to third base. Bryant scoops it up, fires it to Rizzo, and the final out. The Cubs are world fucking champions! Hugh Queen. <sighs> I threw my arms up and just burst into tears. I hugged Don, calling myself a pussy, and we watched all of the post-game festivities. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I stayed up till 11 o'clock. Wow. And then got up at 5 o'clock to go to work the next morning. <laughs> you got your six hours, you're good. Yeah, in my Cubs jersey, and it was great. Nice. The rest of the year just felt like a victory lap. How was the next morning at work with all the Dodger fans and stuff? No, everybody was rooting for the Cubs everybody? by that point. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when I walked into room, nobody work, was nobody was salty at all. No. Okay. Everybody was just like, "Oh, you're just one of those bandwagoner fans, right?" <laughs> and then you, you <laughs> sure, bring up your pant legs. Sure. <laughs> um, so it just felt like a victory lap where people would talk to me about it. People would just talk to me about about the Cubs just because I was wearing a hat or a jacket and talk about that game. It was crazy, crazy to be treated so respectfully after all those years of losing <laughs> and pity from other baseball fans. <laughs> I cried about it on my drive most mornings, thinking about my dad and my personal baseball past 
and every other stupid, faggy thing that would make me emotional. Quit putting yourself down, man. <laughs> we don't do that here. So that was November 2nd. Of course, Trump became president. My wife's dad poked her cousin's five-year-old in the chest at Thanksgiving, causing a huge fight, oh, and yeah. subsequently not spending any future holidays with them. I remember you telling me about that. The Chargers went 5-11. and 11. The Bears went 3-13. and 13. Also, the Blackhawks lost in the first round of the playoffs way back in April. Who gives a shit? <laughs> the fucking Cubs won the World Series. But none of that mattered anymore. Mike had a new girlfriend, and go Cubs go. Go Cubs, baby. <laughs> the end. Nice. All right. We got through it, buddy. I made it through it. You did. A little bit of tears. It's all right. It's okay. It always happens. It really was an emotional year. It's and again, I want to take this time. I want to apologize to you for all the... No, and I mean what do you it. need to apologize no, for? No, I now? mean it. I mean it because, like, I, I I didn't realize with like my behavior, putting myself down, and and I guess in turn putting you down too, because like you know you were trying to help, and like we, I was we like, tried to think of something for your birthday that year, and you're yeah. just like, I'm just gonna stay in my box inside my room, yeah, and, and, and fantasize and, and, about my eventual death, you know. And I didn't like, <laughs> you know, I guess that you know, especially at the time, I didn't realize like I was hurting you. By doing that kind of stuff, so I, I knew really, you weren't purposefully trying to sure. do it. But like, I don't. But again, I, I, I re, re, hearing you read that, I, it makes me realize like I don't think I ever apologized to you for for acting that way. You know, so well, I, uh, so I'm sorry. I feel like no apology is necessary because it's still. I'm going to decide that apology is necessary. <laughs> Someone apologize to you. <laughs> you didn't eventually, you know, say, "Oh, I sure need to." Leave all of my past behind and start a new life for myself in Wichita, Kansas, in the woods of of Canada, Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Canada. <laughs> yes, I mean there was nothing like that that came where I was just like, well, I guess I got no friends anymore because you know I've run out of friends. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> that you like. Not, that's not ever, your fault. No, no, I'm sorry that you ever, or if I ever made you think that. Because, but I want you to. I don't think I wrote it down here. But what I want you to know that like you are always like a constant like, like light in my life like no matter what's going down whether it's like something self-imposed or something something did to me and i internalize it or if you know if i'm having like a shitty work week but i but i come over here and then you're making me happy like you are always a constant like light. why would i i I would never ever get rid of that okay yeah so don't ever think that again (laughs) unless i specifically tell you especially now when i'm comfortable in in this part of my life or i'm a lot more open and i'm a lot a lot more True. comfortable sharing with my thoughts. If I, unless I specifically tell you, Adam, I don't think we should be friends anymore. Right. And, and, remember, and that's but, the only time you'll hear me say those words. Because remember at this point, you know, since 2007, yeah. I've been making inappropriate jokes, sometimes at your expense, and your fine. family's expense, <laughs> um, your ex's family's expense. And I still wait for somebody to tell me like, okay, that was too far. Sure. But if it's too far, <laughs> I'll let you know it's too far. Okay. Yeah. I know sometimes Mike will say, hey, and like I remember my grandpa, that was the way he would say things when we would make an inappropriate joke sure. about something. And we always like felt this, this, this <gasps> sting of this like, pause. oh God, we've, we've upset grandpa. We've killed grandpa. <laughs> He's 85 years old. And he just said like, hey, now, come on. This is how he dies. <laughs> so like, like the way you say it is very similar to the way he said it. Oh, so sure, that's, sure. that's usually when I know like, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. back off now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, real. but but again, like, especially now the days where I, like I said, I am a lot more comfortable like I, I really make it a point not to hold in like and repress emotions anymore because you know that's done me so well for thirty years, right? But uh, you know, so don't I don't ever want you to like have to revert back to that internalizing mm-hmm. and think that you're gonna push yourself away from me right. or push me away from you because not gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, the next time there's an album that 
comes through us like that. Sure. Well, I'll see how I respond. And you're but, and you're right. We did bond a lot because of the Amity Affliction. Right. But we've also bonded through many other albums as well. That's true. Yeah. Until Brian Fallon disappoints us, which until Brian, will happen until someday. Until an album where like, Brian, you love it and I hate it. It could happen, <laughs> which I've, I've, I dread that day, but, or vice versa. I don't know. Sure, but, who knows? All right, so okay, let's move Mike. on to me. We're like an hour into this thing, okay. and we haven't even started mine yet. I know. So go ahead. Feel free to uh, interject whenever you feel, <laughs> until, I, until I stop you from making an inappropriate joke. Okay. Too far, man. Too, too far. Too far, Adam. <laughs> 2016, in my head, is probably the longest year of my life in terms of the amount of topsy-turvy events that occurred in that year. The sequel. The sequel. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Part two. Please refer to last week's episode to get a good idea of where I was at in my life at the beginning of this year, because I absolutely did not start the year off in a good place, despite ending 2015 seemingly on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Top of the world. Three days into the year, my girlfriend at the time had all of a sudden decided to bounce, leaving me to leaving me confused, depressed, angry, ostensibly alone, and in a similar state of mind that I was the year prior. Not the best way to start off 2016. Although, I was in a mu- although I'm in a much better state of mind today, this was not the case back then. Suddenly my depression had come back and tried to overtake my life in full force once again, and I was struggling to maintain my sanity, trying to put on a presentable public face, but this time, I really, really, really tried to not sink so deep in, in the black hole of despair that I felt like I was slowly returning to. Mm, That's a long okay. sentence. So you were trying be. to stay away from I that. really, really, okay. and, and, and yes. I hope that with my dissertation here that you'll, find, you'll come to see that I, I did try to make concerted efforts. Okay. One thing that definitely helped in that same month was flying to Montana mm. to visit two of my dearest friends, Joe Joe and Laura. Yes. I had planned this trip about six months prior, and this trip actually marked the first time I ever flew in a plane that didn't involve moving or wasn't work-related. Even though I was... For pleasure. For pleasure, yeah. (laughs) I'm flying for pleasure now. Uh, Even though I was in a negative place mentally, to which I was really close to canceling the trip, Mm -hmm. the week that I got to spend with them really helped me take my wandering mind off of things. And thinking about it in hindsight, I feel like that trip... And all of the talks and open discussions I shared with them was something that I really needed, really helped me mentally. And I feel like a lot of the words and advice they gave me was one of the pushes that I needed when I would ultimately fly back home. In Montana, though, I got to go sledding, uh, which and, and I got to play in a frozen lake in the mountains. And Joe even taught me how to snowboard. Yes. Which ultimately led me, video proof of this. Yeah. Which ultimately <laughs> led me to ride all the way down a mountain without falling after about six or seven attempts. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of falls and tumbles. Oh, dude. And, 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 and probably seven uh, attempts, seven or eight, getting all the way down without falling on my ass. And my yes. body was beat at yes. that point. Oh, my God. I don't know if so anybody – because like, you've gone skiing before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like once when I was 14, and I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> the my next body's morning, not dude, I was like I, – I, I, I felt like I had sleep paralysis because I woke up in the morning <laughs> in there – in their windowless room that they had used as a closet, but they put an air mattress in there for me to sleep. That was nice of them. <laughs> I woke up in the pitch black night, tried to move, and and I couldn't move because I was so bruised and beaten. I yes. thought I had sleep paralysis. <laughs> like, how will I ever go to the restroom again? <laughs> it was an exhilarating feeling and something that I'm still proud of myself, uh, still proud of myself to, for accomplishing. I flew back home the following Sunday. 
This leads me to the beginning part of the year. I was back to coming home to an empty house for half of the week, not wanting to be alone with my toxic thoughts. And uh, the feeling of being unwanted and unloved were beginning to overtake me again and again, despite my attempts to hold them at bay. I had a lot of trouble sleeping. I would be awakened constantly by nightmares and anxiety-driven nausea. Oof. I wanted... I remember wanting to hurt myself somehow because of how pathetic and worthless I was feeling. I would ask myself constantly why I was hurt by people, why I kept getting hurt by people who I loved and said that they loved me. What's wrong with me that drives people away? Is it is it just a matter of time before others realize this as well? Wah, wah. Wah. So wah. I did have those yes. lingering thoughts it's like, like well, it happened to two people I cared about. Yeah. Why wouldn't it happen to everybody? Yeah, I cared about? It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Ultimately, I did make a big decision that would hurt myself and my body, and that was to join a gym. Yes. <laughs> I because could, you had lost, like, more weight at that point, too, right? I, I remembered because of the year prior, I lost 15 pounds, and with the help of Laura, who was a nutritionist, right. she helped me to help, help healthily gain that weight back. Yes. Uh, so I didn't want to do the same thing again. So I yes. wanted to make sure that I was actually doing something healthy okay. to, so, to not do that. At least you didn't lose more weight, I guess. I could have just as easily given in and took something destructive, uh, t uh, taken up something destructive like drinking, drugs, cutting, or some fucked up combination of the three. Right. But the bit of sanity and practicality that I had roaming through my head during this time took me, took me to take out my frustrations at the gym. Today... More than three and a half years later, I still go to the gym weekly, and I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. There so good go. job, Sad Mike. You made a good choice. Yes. And you don't go there and have bad memories. No, I go there because I choose to. Yes. And because and, and it, it feels good. Yes. Now it's happy Mike goes to the gym. <laughs> Going to the gym on a regular basis really helped me to sleep at night. On a day that Zoe would stay with her mom, I would go to the gym after work, where I do most of my overthinking, at work, where I do most of my overthinking, and... Where I do most of my overthinking since, you know, nobody talks to me. <laughs> Hi, Mark. How are you today? <laughs> Mark's fine. Mark is fine. Mark is fine. Mark doesn't want cake. Um, no cake for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would work out my whole body using whatever equipment was available, and I would keep going until I was dead tired. Mm. Today, it's part of my weekly routine, and now that I have a gym partner to go with, it even adds a fun factor to it as well. But a bit more on her in a bit. I yes. should also note that I put in the effort to put myself out there and do new things and maybe meet new people. I went online to local Inland Empire forums and discovered a group of people who played dodgeball on Sunday evenings. That's right. I did that for a few weeks, and although I had a great time and I got to get in more exercise outside of the gym, I was very unsuccessful in getting any of my own friends to come and join <laughs> me. Oh, well. <laughs> Where was uh, it? It was like a far drive. It was it? in Ontario yeah. off of um, it, whatever the exit is after the 15 freeway. Sorry yes. for you SoCal ha folks Haven. who don't know what that is. Haven. Haven, yes. What yeah, Ontario is an hour from where I live. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was willing to make that drive to play yes. the, the dodgeball, too. That's a long way. Uh, the first half of the year was still a bit rough. I still struggled with grief and held back anxious feelings of self-loathing. But on the other hand... I felt a bit more comfortable sharing with people when sharing with people when asked. I didn't want to pretend like nothing was wrong like I did in my marriage because that didn't help anything. So at least I had the foresight to no longer act as such. I tried to use free time as best as I could by doing activities with Zoe, reading more, catching up on my gaming backlog, and spending time with Adam and his family whenever they'd let me. 
<laughs> Whenever we let you. Well, I mean, you know what, you know what I mean. <laughs> We're not letting you today, Mike. <laughs> Stay <Okay>. away. <laughs> okay, I'll go play Uncharted 4. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to wallow too much into pity, even though it followed me everywhere. I tried my best to set a good example for Zoe because I'd hate for her to ever have to go through this same hurt and resentment should her heart ever be broken. I'm sure she was very confused by, like, Tiffany was here, and now Tiffany is not here. Oh, and, and having that sit-down discussion with My stepbrothers her? aren't here anymore because oh. they were calling each other that by that point. That that was a fun night I know. discussing that with her. It was Boy. like a two... I, I didn't talk to her about it until like two weeks after like yeah. Tiffany broke up with me, too. Like, maybe she'll, she won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way my parents handled that kind of stuff. (laughs) Just don't talk about it and he'll share it on a podcast someday. You should should have told me that. (laughs) Yeah. I would have done that. (laughs) Come the summertime, my ex-wife and I came to an agreement that Zoe should join a sport. The cheerleading season had ended in the beginning of the year and Z didn't seem too interested in continuing on the next season. Even though I think she did really well and had fun. But luckily, she wanted to take on something a little bit more challenging. So I did some research and found the youth soccer league that fit into my schedule was reasonably reasonably priced and had great reviews from parents who felt like they had good coaches and good participation from the other parents. Zoe went on to join the Rialto Sharpshooters in yes. June, which coach with with coach Nathaniel, someone who I still chat with once in a while to this day. Cool. It was tough for her at first because soccer requires a lot of exercise and commitment, but Z did a good job of keeping up and did her best alongside other girls who had been playing soccer for a couple yeah. years. Those other eight-year-old girls were freaking good. Oh, my God. Like I, I, was, I was unprepared with we how fought, good those are. The first game we went to was game one of the NLCS, and I yep. listened to it on my on my phone while I yes. watched the game. And I was just like, I was expecting just a bunch of kids Following chasing a ball. ball. Yeah. Like, no, these kids are legitimately Oh, they're great. Really <laughs> but I think that's good, too, because it also helped see who's a newcomer, like, right. try to keep up and right. realize, like, oh, this is the – this is – where I should be. Unfortunately, being you know six feet tall like she was, she was <laughs> on the slower end of the it's rest. Like, of ma'am, the where is your daughter? <laughs> Why are you wearing your daughter's? You know, but she did great in goal. She did, sure. yeah. Uh, in November, Zoe's team would go on to win second place in a very close Ooh. game in the pouring rain Ooh. in the final tournament. Dang, those soccer days are some of the best memories that uh, that never fails to bring a smile on my face. Yes. More on Zoe soccer adventures in the 2017 episode. All right. Sometime in the spring, I had made a decision to put myself out there and make an attempt to get myself out of my funk by signing up for two dating websites. I believe it was Aprilish, Something like that. Yeah, so around that, spring, that yeah. fun episode. Go back. Yeah. It's, it's very Tinder enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> okay, Cupid and Tinder. Yes. Maybe my mindset wasn't in the best place when I set these up, but I honestly did not expect anything at all to come from either of these. He thought everybody would read his profile, see that he had a child, and quickly swipe left let me get there because that's actually not far from the truth Uh, i i I at least decided to give them a try because they're both free and because why not for both sites i made sure to be as honest and upfront as i could be i didn't hide the fact that i was a father i wasn't trying to use either service to try to slam the local hood rats (laughs) i'm just reading i'm just reading what's in front of me (laughs) yeah exactly i didn't write this (laughs) this was my (laughs) ghostwriter. i even answered around 200 to 300 of okay cupid's personality questions just to give potentials potential sutresses in uh, an assessment of who i was and that didn't help you with like feeling miserable afterwards i remember that episode right yeah it was like oh i answered all of these questions and obviously it's not working Mm, yeah so nobody nobody will ever be compatible with me for the most part i had virtually no success for several months on either app uh 
uh, even when I would muster up the courage to message someone who I thought was interesting or pretty, I'd always get that ever-deflating, quote, scene receipt on uh, <laughs> S-E-E-N, scene yes. receipt on my messages, and 99% of the time, never got a message back. One time, this super pretentious right. young woman sent me this brutally honest and upfront message <laughs> oh, no. about how because of her attractiveness and level of education, she feels like she could only give about 10% of her... And I'm, I'm saying this like almost verbatim. Yeah. She can only give about 10% of men her time and effort. It was as if I was denied a job offer, and it was weird <laughs> and did a great job of feeding into my insecurities. <laughs> well, at least she was honest. At least she was honest. Because you got to remember, like, we tried to explain this to you, that those girls are bombarded with like Dick hundreds of, penises. of messages every single day. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like, they can't just read through every single one and sure, figure sure. out which ones aren't crazy. Yeah. Tinder wasn't any better either. Maybe it's because profiles like mine aren't the talk, aren't the target audience, or maybe it's because most of the women on there are just pretending to quote not be here for hookups, but then exclusively only swipe right for hookups. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm not here for hookups, but here's me drinking three feet of beer. Yeah, with my with my tits <laughs> in the forefront of the picture. Don't you like this? I'm I'm looking for something serious. Saving myself for marriage. <laughs> but, Still a virgin. But I virtually, uh, but job. I had virtually no luck on 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 there either. For anyone who's ever used Tinder, you'll know what I'm referring to, but it's very apparent when someone's profile is just there to slam. Uh, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, as long as you're being safe, but I ignored those profiles all the time because that's not what I was looking for. I can't remember what month it was, but it was either June or July when I finally matched with a young woman from Riverside... The first time I was ever matched with a real human being, <laughs> we eventually matched up. We, we eventually met, met up for a coffee date that weekend to talk about, to talk and to set up plans for a pizza date. Yes. She seemed really cool and interesting, and I was curious to see where this was going. During our couple month long courtship, it was getting more and more apparent to me that something was off. Not in a bad way, just more of a she's not that into me sort of way. Yes. Uh, and this was fine. And her terrible ex-boyfriend seemed to be... Which I would learn later when she would like share these posts on yes. her like, memories and Instagram. Uh, not in a bad way. Yeah. So I had fun going on the few dates <laughs> I did with her. And I even got to see Brand New play live during one of those dates. Yes. Uh, that sounds like an incredible show in an incredibly awkward like situation. Right. Because she brought two other guys. She's like, okay, I'm going to pick you up and then we're going to pick up two other guys yeah. out in LA and then we're all going to go to the show together. <laughs> yep. And here's a picture of us. Yeah. Uh, where sure. Mike's just standing there like, hi, <laughs> having a good time. I'm at the forum. Michael we're, Jordan won the championship here. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, we're still friendly to each other today and I wish her the best, but again, it's just another notch on the insecurity belt for me. It was during the summertime that I decided that I eventually came to the conclusion that I needed professional help with the racing thoughts and negativity in my head. Even though I was really trying to better myself physically and mentally, I seemed to keep reverting back to bad habits, and my self-confidence was almost non-existent at this point. Hmm. After 30 years of living like this, I felt like it was finally time to try talking to a therapist. This was uh, around your birthday or before your birthday? around my birthday because yeah, it was my birthday and the only thing I did on my birthday because Zoe really insisted that we do something for my birthday so we just went out to get pizza that's right so I was thinking like it's time I remember because you talked about your first session when we went to our, our community pool yeah and as we were swimming naked yeah. we talked about your therapy session and yeah. that when we were pool, touching penises yes that <laughs> pool opened in August of okay. 2016 cool so it would have had so it was been around that time yeah either late August or, or early September 
Unfortunately, I was only given three full sessions with a therapist until my insurance would stop covering it. Your insurance Her- is retarded. Hooray for the U.S. healthcare system. Is that, and that's like, th- that's three sessions like for life, right? You, it's not like yeah. per year. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, I guess it, it could be for you. I haven't, I, to be honest, I haven't checked. Uh, so knowing that, I made sure to go into each session completely prepared with notes, a list of issues I wanted to tackle, and, uh, and, and I wanted to be eager and listen and learn. The, the things that the doctor had to teach me. I was yes. initially scared, and I, as I'm sure most people would be, but as soon as I started opening up and talked through my issues of self-worth, my fear of rejection, my feelings of inadequacy, my self-imposed burdens, as well as other related issues like issues with my father, etc. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot to cram into three sessions. I, like I said, I <laughs> wanted to make sure that I get the most out yes. of it. Yes. I, like I, I, I can't come back the whole time I have this job. Because so. <laughs> according to the insurance rep that I had to talk to, like, okay, well, take your sessions and then we'll we'll work with the doctor to see what we can if do for going, going forward. Okay. Um, but if I'll talk recommended, about that in a bit. If you're that messed up, yeah. we may rec- agree to one more. Do I have to keep cutting my wrist? <laughs> keep going? The biggest takeaways that I have from my sessions in therapy is that the doctor taught me very useful coping mechanisms for my feelings of grief. He taught me the power of journaling, there you page, go. meditation, creating lists of reasons why I feel a certain way, and taught me to continually tell myself truthful affirmations on a regular basis. Again, last, last week's episode, I'm good in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still good in bed. I'm, I'm great in bed. Uh, Even in 2016, where you weren't betting anybody... No, <laughs> according to the well, podcast. Well, <laughs> every single episode was, I'm not getting some. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That was our sign off. Yep. Uh, that I, was my choice to change yeah, it to yeah. that. But man, you took it seriously <laughs> though. <laughs> I know I'm making it sound like I cured depression in just a short while, but because of these tools and lessons, I'm able to create closure for things that, that are beyond my control. I am able to look at the beauty I have within myself and I'm able to learn to forgive myself for all the hurt and pain that I've caused my own heart and body. Of course, I would love to have more sessions in therapy to touch on more issues, and I would love to and I and I would spend a good chunk of the rest of my year trying to work with my insurance to get more sessions in, but to no avail. Hmm. To no avail. Like, sorry, you don't. You, it doesn't count. It says here that you cured depression single-handedly. <laughs> he checked the box that said cured. <laughs> also in the summertime, Adam and I were chosen to be pressed to cover the taste of chaos at the Glen Helen Amphitheater in San Bernardino. Oh my God, I'd seen so many shows there before we got to go to the backstage area. So luckily, you knew where the press area was. <laughs> I didn't. No, we just followed a guy with a camera, and we found it. Yep. <laughs> of course, it was very exciting for the two of us, and we wanted to make sure to learn from the mistakes that we that were made during the Warp Tour last year. Yes. So it felt good to be chosen once again. I remember we got press parking for that. Yeah, show we too. did. They're like, for both you, shows. you go that way. The rest of the losers go the other way. Exactly. Uh, we. Where did I? Where did I leave off? So it felt good to be chosen once again. We discovered a young and up, young up-and-coming acoustic rock artist who is set to release his debut LP this year on Pure Noise Records. Whoa. Corey Wells. This year, it's this set year. to release. He, uh, I'm following. I follow him on the gram. He is done recording, so it's okay. coming out soon. A lot of people say that, and they still don't release their album. Issues. We'll, we'll hope. We'll uh, we went to his lonely tent. After his set, after we his both lonely tent, it was so it lonely. Was pretty lonely. He had his own tent. <laughs> it, was it was him, like two people. his girlfriend, and probably some other one guy. other person. Uh, <laughs> after we went to his lonely tent, after his set, after we we were both very moved by his heart, heartfelt songs, and he let us interview him on his 
very first podcast interview. Please see episode 250. Very first interview period. Period, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Unfortunately, we weren't allowed to interview... Oh, my. To interview this one. Unfortunately, we weren't allowed to interview any other pod artists uh, because of either lack of time or lack of interest, but whatever. It was still a great day from my perspective, and I was consciously, consciously trying not to take things personally if things didn't go the way we wanted. If buddy, oh! Careful there. If Buddy Nielsen wasn't going to let you interview him, it just it's okay. We accept the things we, we cannot change. We understand that Buddy Nielsen hates me personally as a, as a man. <laughs> he saw you and was just like, I gotta go. <laughs> this leads me to the end of August. I was casually using both OkCupid and Tinder, despite the evidence that I was not wanted or needed on either of them. <laughs> and I came across... <laughs> I love that we can, we can laugh about it now. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, can, I could go deep into like you know the studies that show it that like been four months at that no but point. like i could go like a little deeper into like the studies that show on dating websites the two least desired people are asian men and black women so me being hmm. a part of visually a visually asian man like it's hard for I, I have to get over that i have to jump over that bias right you know and then the bias of Yes. Being a father and the bias of being a divorced father. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I remember discussing this yeah. in 2016. <laughs> okay, where was I? Despite uh, evidence that I was not wanted or needed on either of them. <laughs> and I came across this profile on Tinder of someone who I'd never seen before. Because uh, once you use Tinder, like you start to see the same people. Over mm -hmm. uh, she was a beautiful, green-eyed, curly-haired redhead mm. who said that she went to UCR as mm. a plant biology major. Ooh. Her picture showed that she was quirky, liked to go paintballing, and that she was into geeky stuff. It was all, it was very apparent that this woman was way out of my league. <laughs> Though, however, the, I, the term plant biologist put her out of your league. No, just because she's like very physically beautiful and like you know. But she's plant like, biologist brings her down like three three notches or something. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> biologist, like oh yeah, don't 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 do that. yeah whatever. It means like okay, she's normal. Yeah, sure. Maybe too normal. <laughs> <laughs> however, I at the very least. Wanted to let her know that I thought she was cute and interesting. Standards are low. So I spent my one super like for the day on her. And it says here, go into detail if there's time. It's now or 19, so I'm not <laughs> going to go into detail. Uh, I, If I can be blunt, I honest to goodness didn't expect anything else to come from this. It was pretty much a given that I was ignored and unwanted on Tinder. Uh, and I had learned to just accept this as a fact and move on. Four months later. But... About two days after that super like, I got a no notification on my phone that was the rarest of rare to me. <laughs> it was from Tinder, and it said that Erica had liked you back. What? Oh, my God. It worked. What? This beautiful, green-eyed, curly-haired redhead who was way out of my league was willing to give me her attention. <laughs> We and had it wasn't some, it wasn't bot oriented. And like, it wasn't you, a you bot. could tell it wasn't yeah. a bot. Oh yeah, in I, some I, way. I had stopped swiping on the ones that because again you learn which ones are the bots yes. too. Yes. Uh, we had some sweet back and forth conversations on the app and on our phones for the rest of the week until we had our first date on September third. Coincidentally, mm -hmm. I had get, I had gotten the song lyrics "Don't Fear the Unknown Road." What is diamond once was coal tattooed on my left arm that same day. Yes, one of my self love affirmations. Yes. We met up at a restaurant that evening, got to know one another for a little bit, despite my extreme nervousness, and we spontaneously decided to keep the date going and go to the trampoline park. Mm. We played and enjoyed each other's company oh, yeah, until with the, the middle. Hang huh? out with the middle schoolers. <laughs> with the, well, there was a lot of middle schoolers, yeah. <laughs> we played uh, and enjoyed each other's company until the park closed, 
And and then they kicked us out at eleven p.m. Finally, at nine, that was nine. <laughs> okay, and then we spent the next couple of hours talking and laughing and opening up to one another in the parking lot next to our cars. Whoa, her feet were getting too cold, so we'd finally parted. Sometime it was September. It was still one hundred and twelve degrees outside. Well, it got cold. It got cold that night. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, her feet were getting too cold, so we finally parted ways sometime around eleven p.m. My heart was soaring Woo! for the rest of the night and all that next week. And this was a mere three weeks after I thought our really, our friendship was over oh. because Mike was never going to get better. <laughs> oh, Adam, I'm sorry. But we Change. went on our second date eight days later. This time, we went on a 12.5-mile hike oh my God. up the Maumere Mountain Trail in Forest Falls, California. Good thing you had been working out for those previous months. Maybe I'm slow. <laughs> uh, we opened up to each other a lot that day, and we went... And when we made it back down to the mountain, this was around like 6 p.m. or so, because we had been hiking that entire day since the morning. Damn. We decided to keep the date going by going to a pizza restaurant as well as an ice cream shop that I loved in Redlands. Um, Excellent. That day still stands out as one of the best days in my entire life. Whoa. We went on another date, then another. Then she introduced me to her best friend, then her brother. Then we started spending more time with one another. And then finally, after a month and a half of courtship... I asked her if we could have a talk about us, about us. after a date night uh, at the local arcade. My friend, Adam. Yes. <laughs> he likes Fiber One bars. Is that okay? <laughs> Please tell me that's okay. We I, do some weird things on the internet. I'll tell you later. <laughs> she was already aware of all that. Okay, good. Point. I talked about my desire to build a relationship and a foundation based on trust, communication, and mutual respect. I told her that I was becoming more and more enamored with her, and I asked her if she would honor me by make by having me as her boyfriend, she said yes. Whoa! And now you didn't even have to like pass her a note in science class or yes. anything like Do that. Do you like me? Check mark. Yes, yes. No. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> and now we're getting married on October seventeenth, twenty twenty. Whoa! The rest of twenty sixteen looked a lot different than my life was at the beginning of the year. I was dating a beautiful, kind, right. very intelligent, funny, and nurturing woman. I had introduced her to both. My daughter and my best friend the weekend of Halloween. I introduced her to my family both in Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I was falling for her more and more with each day. Whoa. I was being kinder to myself because of the lessons I had learned and the self-care that I was practicing, and I was consciously noticing the genuine happiness that I was feeling by year's end. I was proved wrong that wait, I was proved wrong that I had lost my last chance at a happy normal life because I had finally allowed myself and given myself permission to be happy, not only with myself, but with somebody else. Whoa. And I'm sure Adam will go in, and I'm sure Adam will bring this up in more detail. Oh, he doesn't. He didn't, actually. Oh, but, uh, if, <laughs> I could if you needed me to. But if one awesome vacation wasn't enough for one year, Adam and his family was so incredibly kind enough to invite me and Zoe to go on a trip to San Francisco with them in right. November. November. Neither of us had gone before, and it was a very memorable experience of sightseeing, good food, wrong buses. <laughs> oh, God. And two... Why are and, we driving away from the ocean? <laughs> and two of the best friends that I could ever... That anyone could ever ask for. And on the wrong buses thing, they asked me to figure out which bus it was to get to the wharf. I chose the wrong bus because right. apparently it told me the wrong bus. The, the one going the opposite direction, away and from the like ocean. The next hour or so, 
I could see Adam's face getting more and more frustrated. Like, I don't know where we are, and I have a three-year-old sitting next to and us. And I felt so on a bus fucking bad. I, I thought he was like, I thought he was like so mad at me. Like, uh, I don't know what. To do. I was just mad that we were on a bus. Oh sure. If we had just driven there and used our GPS, we would have been there just fine because we were literally like two blocks away from. But then parking was going to be an issue. Then we had to pay for parking know, and stuff. I know. I know. And the bus uh, was relatively free. But I just knew that my three-year-old had a shelf life before she went insane. Sure. And it, that that window was gradually closing. But if we hadn't taken that wrong bus, we wouldn't have found like that wonderful fish restaurant. We wouldn't have like walked along that awesome pier area you mean made it to the wharf and enjoyed all of the sights yes yeah <laughs> but we took the long way anyway i i, I had a good time but i understand where you were coming from I, and, and sorry, since we, I we didn't know which you. way was east and west because yeah. we couldn't see the sun because of all the giant buildings yeah <laughs> we didn't think like oh let's look up a compass on a, on the internet phone yeah. or whatever <laughs> i am forever grateful to the two though. of them for allowing us to take that trip with them it was one of the many things in 2016 that helped me to realize that not only am i worthy of love but i am loved Beautiful. Were you were you sick during that trip? No. Was Don sick? I remember somebody being in that car being sick. I don't. But am I mistaken? On the way back, or I just remember coughing. But maybe it's I'm thinking of a different trip where we went up there. Where no. the following year when Don was coughing because she was pregnant and no, you know, I, no, I don't. Remember, I don't recall okay. anybody being okay. sick. It might have been Don. You, I know you said you had a terrible headache on the drive back oh it's just because of like i can't be in like i was, I was feeling a little claustrophobic right yeah. and like when we would be like mike we can open the window for you and you're like no that's okay i'm fine <laughs> oh i mean now i'm stuck in a car with a window <laughs> right and he, and he didn't ask me to move the seat forward at all to i was actually because we had planned to like oh when we pull over then we'll switch places and then like we'll, it just didn't happen and, yeah you drove the literally the entire way so i was like okay well when we pull over, I'll get to drive. <laughs> I won't was, be cramped back here. It was a very good experience. In it hindsight. was. It was great. Yes. I had a great time. So, good year. Yeah. And weirdly hindsight. Well, it ended of, really well. It ended well. Yeah. Yes. Despite politics and what was going on in the rest of the country. I don't know what you're talking you about. For you and me, it ended okay. Yeah. Um, besides Don's family, but that's for her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to Don's podcast, everybody. <laughs> Coming uh, soon to... Uh, internet near you who knows um but, but yeah, what about any, music that was music good was, for you was there any music that year i don't i don't think i listened to any albums that year I mean, this could be heartbreak whatever um there was that one <laughs> um according to my list let's see i have 59 albums wow one, two three four five and a litany of eps that were good one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven Twelve good EPs. One hundred and one albums and EPs for me. Fuck. Wow. So why, 12, why do I do my fifteen? I think this was the year that I realized I need to I need to put hold back on some of these. I have seventy six total. <sighs> my so goodness. We're getting up there. Yeah. Did we cut back in twenty seventeen? I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out next episode. But I, I when I was listening to our episode from Honorable Mentions, like I mentioned that all of our our bands are getting worse. Yeah. So we need to like branch out to new bands that's and true, huh? hope that we catch them on their peak by their <laughs> second or third album that's true yeah yeah <laughs> if we're lucky so do we want to start with the with the lowest of the lows as as per usual yes let's do that okay um, so it was actually not as far as bad albums for me i don't have too much i have 14 14 14 that i marked down are like these are unlistenable mm-hmm. i don't ever want to revisit these ever again including bad vibrations by a day to remember no Oh, that's, not that, that one. That one's, one's an okay, okay album okay. for me. 
How about uh, You Blew It? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that album's boring. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. I love your your deadpan. <laughs> you, blew you Blew It. it. I've been dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we saw them live in 2016 as well. Only once? I can't, I how many times have we seen them? I think them? they opened for Thrice. They also opened for Census Fail at the side show. No, that was the other one. That we saw open for Man Overboard, Souvenirs. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. It's okay. So uh, so who are some of your poo-poos? All right. Well, the ones that didn't make the top 10, because why would I even bother? Uh, cruel Hand, your world won't <laughs> listen. Uh, there is My a second to last. There was a My Chemical Romance compilation that had like two really bad B-sides called Living with Ghosts. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I gave it a four out of eight. Get, yeah, get out of here. Uh, I Metallic. met a guy in Cleveland who says it's not that bad. <laughs> and then sometimes you wish that you were dead. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I guess Gerard Way can write a bad song. <laughs> Metallica with Hardwild <laughs> to self-destruct. My number 54 out of 59. Ooh. <laughs> Made your top ten, of course. I gave it, it a three. <laughs> Craig Owens decided to, um, oh yeah, his grind project. He decided to throw a bunch of instruments in an industrial-sized <laughs> dryer. Yes. Record it, clunk, clunk. and then scream over it. <laughs> it's called Beast, but instead of a S, it's a five. Yes. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Awful. Yeah, but I, I had never zero heard expectations it, but... of it. But you don't need to listen to it ever no, again. I, I choose not to. It's a good thing that Craig Owens still knows how to make good music nowadays. Ooh, but uh, my lucky. 10, Radiohead, A Moon Shoot Pool. My worst album of the year. Ooh. I, not like I went back and listened to these still, but... Don't worry about it. No, I gave it a 1 out of 11. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners will take our word for it. Uh, that was your number one? That was my number one. Amoroso with 131. The I most know. boring, bland, almost to an offensive level album that I've ever heard in my life. It's my number 33. I did not go back and listen to it, but I still gave it a six. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're okay with it. I'm, I'm offended by how low effort that album is. <laughs> number eight, Limitless by Tonight Alive. Ooh. This was a very disappointing album because of the high expectations we had from their prior right. albums. That's my number 55 out of 59. Oh, it two, hurts. Two out of 11. It hurts. <laughs> oh. And it, this is like the one where like, where is we're so great? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, I don't know. They do some weird pop rock kind of attempts. Well, they, yeah, they definitely change their sound, but it's like you know. Yeah, and she shaves her pandering. Head. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Uh, the the stage by Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Somehow the stage is not on my list. No, it's it's a it's it's an album for you. It was it was on the worst, yeah. but it wasn't added to my list. Unfortunately, I'm sure sometime this year we'll talk a little bit more about this band. But uh, back in 2016, Retrograde was one of the most boring, low-effort fucking albums. You hated them. I said it was a 5 out of 10. And did you go back and listen to it? Yes. (laughs) Well, I listened to the singles, and it was... was it reaffirmed my hatred for this album. Low effort. I like that one single. (sighs) But how does this band still, like make music after their whole, like, yeah, we never wrote any of our songs. Well, apparently they write their music now. Dave Escamilla leaves and, and blabs about that. And then three years later, like, here's our new album. <laughs> we may have written some of the songs. Wouldn't you like to know? Well, We're never going to tell you. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, let's see. Uh, number five. How did that not ruin that band forever? I don't get it. I know. It's, it's weird. I guess maybe just well, n- not enough people cared, I guess. 
Perhaps oh. the runaways are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Low Teens by Every Time I Die. I did not listen to that the album because I'd given up on that. Critical Darling. Was there Brandon like one Urie good in song there? in there that with Brandon Urie yeah. is a pretty good song, but like, we're done. It's bad. We're done. Okay. Number four. I'm sorry, Adam. I know you. Oh, there, there's Avenged Sevenfold. My number 52. Oh, there, there we go. Out of 59. <laughs> I know you poured your heart out about how you took this personally that I didn't like this, but it's my number four. This could be Heartbreak, The Amity Affliction. It's not your fault that that it's, album's bad. I mean, even on Relisten, I brought it down to a five out of 11. Oh. I mean, and that's not that great. But, you know, following up one of our favorite albums of all time, I, it's, it's, we, we, I, I hold it to a high standard. I know. know. It's okay. Uh, number three. Rock Sound presents the Black Parade. <laughs> Why? Hey guys, you know what's a great idea? We should get these bands that have a lot less talent than My Chemical Romance, who don't really care about these songs in yes. the way that their listeners do, yes. and have them cover these songs <laughs> terribly. Oh my god! Well, Except for Twenty One Pilots, Twenty One Pilots, and um, New Year's Eve did did a good job. New Year's yeah, day <laughs> did did good job with Cancer and Sleep. Number two, ooh. Cold World by Cold World of Mice and Men. My number 53 out of 59. Oh, that's a is. little too high. In my opinion. I, I gave it a three somehow. <laughs> I gave it a three. And of course, number one, the, this was the nail in the coffin for this band for me. I'm never listening to anything else this band puts out again. Memphis May Fire with this light I hold. Yep. Pretentious garbage. My Where, number 57 out of 59. Oof. A, a two out of 13. Somehow better than... A moon-shaped pool. Yes. <laughs> By... <laughs> and when I figure out my worst album of the decade, we'll see where a moon-shaped, a moon-shaped pool, pool will be up there somehow. Falls in. Yes. Well, what, what are some of the albums that we didn't mention? Um, let's see. Got well. Let's see. Red Hot Chili Peppers. The ah. Getaway. I mean, I'm gonna just assume this is the final album for Red Hot Chili Peppers, but man, like they had been so literally, literally consistent for me. Did they play the Super Bowl that year? They what might was that, have. 15? I don't remember what mm. year they did that. But this was a bad album, and I gave it a four. Um, I know Daniel loves this album, but Polyenso's Pure and Plastic. Ooh, I yeah. that. Uh, I really struggled, and I did not care for that album at Unfortunately, all. yeah. That was his number 14 for right. the year. My number 51. Mm. And then I got Avenged Sevenfold and Of Mice and Men. I got Metallica after that at 54. Just like, I, it's a Metallica album. I have to listen to it. Yeah. I just, I can't skip one. It's mandatory. Yeah. And then I got Tonight Alive after that. Um, Silent Planet. Oh, boy. Still, you know, as, as I've said three years ago. Yeah, that's still kind of struggling like a, with that band. That, that, that band's just kind of more of a blind spot for you, right? Yeah. I mean, you, can you at least like hear why people like it, even though it's not for you? No. <laughs> you won't even give us that. <laughs> like, it's not like there's nothing, there, there, at least for these two albums, there's very little interesting to sure. listen to, but that's just where I am, I guess. And then I had Memphis Mayfire, Cruel Hand, and then Radiohead. Okay. The worst EPs of the year, Amidst the Graves Demons, <laughs> the Space Zombie yes, EP. Space Zombies. I gave it a two out of five. Yeah. I mean, at that point too, like. Jokes were old. I know. At that point, he had, told, he had said these jokes already in the first album and even the deluxe mm-hmm. edition of the album. Um, so, honorable mentions? I mean, just a quick one. I, I brought Headspace by Issues down <gasps> by one on oh. appeal. <laughs> um, Come on, man. I it's a six out of 13. Yesterday. It's a better album than the than, than the self-titled. But, man, those those six songs, though, are really good. 
I can't argue with that. All right. Um, I got me some, let's see. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't re-listen to Misadventures because I had taken it off my iPod. <laughs> Adam. I was going to re-listen to it and see if I changed, but when I realized issues didn't change, I said, I'm probably going to feel the same way mm. about Misadventures. Well, you know what? Let me, speaking of Misadventures, it did change for one co-host of this show. Mm. It changed for, uh, for for Daniel. He actually put that in his honorable mentions for the Whoa. year. Okay. Uh, his, it's now his number 18 after not being on his right. list anymore, but... We'll talk a little bit more about Tears of Ale in a bit. Not yeah, it's still my dishonorable mention. <laughs> um, I know Shell's Nexus. I didn't re-listen to that. I haven't listened to that band I like since that 2016. I went a lot better than the self-title and okay. uh, the song Spit in the Face, Spit in Your Face. Spit in My Mouth. Spit in My Mouth, yeah. <laughs> While You Choke Me, Daddy. I mean, that's a pretty good song. Um, I, I, I've listened to Silar since 2016, and that album is all right. That's six out of 11. Ooh, I dropped Architects down quite a bit. Oh, I don't know did, if it was did the Rick ruin it for you. I don't know if it was the synth intro, <laughs> but I, I dropped it from an eight out of eleven to a six out of eleven. Rick and Cody, man, and now it went down to my number twenty nine album of Oof, the year. All our gods have abandoned us. Adam as well. I know one spot behind the Amity Affliction. Oh boy, <laughs> um, I dropped Tidal Wave by Taking Back Sunday down hmm. quite a bit. It was in my top twenty. Um, I dropped it down to a seven out of twelve. At now it's number twenty seven. Yeah, and that's interesting because I've. I've grown to appreciate that album more, but spoiler alert, it's not in my top ten. Yeah. It again, the flaws were, were yeah. kind of there. Um let's see, that bumped up Blink one eighty two into my number twenty album Going of the back year. To California. Yeah. California. <laughs> um and then ro- rolling out my, uh, my my top twenty here. Uh, my number nineteen. Mike's least favorite album from this band, but Mothership is still a good album. And that's another album that I'll talk about in a bit because I've grown to appreciate that one a little I'm bit more. Really the flaws that, that I had initially, I mean, cr- I, they're co- still there. But Cocaine I, Cringe Fest is bad. It's really bad. Petting Zoo Justice, I can't listen to. Yeah, I can't listen to that either. There's two other songs on there that I don't care for. But, but you're right. If you take those out of consideration... It's still an all right it's album. It's pretty solid. So yeah. I, I didn't change the number, but it is my number 19 album. I listened to Blush by Moose Blood, and I still enjoy that album. So that album's pretty good. It's too bad that the controversy kind of you know, looms them. over that album. Celebrate by Tiny Moving Parts is a very good album, and I know it's Daniel's number one number album one of the year. Album of the year. And I re-listened to it, and I was like, damn, this album is good. I wouldn't say it's where the 2018 album was. One of only two perfect albums for Daniel this year. Whoa. So it's not where Swell goes, mm. but it's still pretty good. I don't like that Minnesota song. Mm. Oh, you haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard it yet. There's only a song called Swell. Minnesota, and I just I, that song kind of kills the end of the album for mm. me. Vanna, All Hell, 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's actually surprisingly good album. <laughs> it's a very good album. Yeah. <laughs> Flower is one of the best songs oh, of the year. Oh, damn right it is. Um, the 1975. Ah. I had to really take the hour and 15 minutes to listen to this album and give it a new thorough review. Longer than Slipknot's new album. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly now, enough. I, I had originally kicked out two tracks. Sure. And I'd given it a 9 out of 15. I left those two tracks in. Okay. And I gave it a 12 out of 17. Oh. So mathematically, that bumped it up to my number 15 oh. album of the year. It was your number three. It was. We'll see where it ends up now. It's not my number three anymore. Whoa. Goo Goo Dolls Boxes 
is still a really good album. Which is a me. good album, yes. The first two songs are really bad, but the rest okay. of it is really good. <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, lead you into the album all right. that well, but it's a pretty good album. Because I was listening to the first two songs, I'm like, oh god, this is going to really come down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh wait, no, the rest of the album is good. Good job, good. Resnick. So, uh, new album coming in September. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, I'll keep so an eye out for that. My number 14 was Goo Goo Dolls, and the number 13 was my favorite incarnation of Shane Blay. Woven War. Ah. <laughs> With Honor is Dead. Is that a hint at your O Sleeper reviews? O Sleeper is rough. Is I guess it? I'll talk about them another, another okay. day. But I finally got through album three, which was a pretty good album. Yeah. But the first two are... Hmm. Mm. Well, you and I are in the exact opposite spectrum. They're, they're, they're a trio. A now they are. a trio. Yeah. Anyway, Woven War, Honor is Dead is an 8 out of 11. It's pretty damn good. And then... My former number 11 album is now my number 12 album. Get out of here. Sunrise Skater Kids. <laughs> Friendville. Still a great album. Yeah. I laughed my ass off listening to this album for the first time in three Mother's years. Mother's <laughs> I kicked that song out because oh, it's really? boring. Yes. <laughs> I like that song. That one and the first two tracks are kind of boring. But, you know, I never got to feel your boobs. Yeah. And Rilo Ken. Rilo Ken is an amazing all the, song. All the old things. And, oh, man, it's just it just goes on and on. I know you struggled with this album back in 2016. Yeah, because I was do? still at that same place where I was like, okay, these... I, these I we've told these jokes already, nope. but then they're after... all new. <laughs> Your bags of sand fit wound my hand. <laughs> but then I'll close it. Still, if so you good. if you give it some time, you step away from it for a little while, you right. can you can reappreciate it for what it was. Maybe you had been too over inundated with Jared Alonji by that. And point. I was listening to the beating a dead horse mm-hmm. album over and over right. and over again too. And the space zombie EP didn't do it for you. No, not either. So that leaves my number eleven album, new and improved. Dissonance by ah. Hands Like Houses. My original number three. Name a song off of that album. Colorblind. Oh, damn it. It's damn good. <laughs> I'll just take your... I don't know. So I'll just take your... You could have said... You, could, there's, there's you one, could have literally said anything. There's one called... Me- memory? <laughs> mo- moving? Mem- Thanks for the memory. Movements. Yeah. Memory movements. <laughs> it's a really good song. All right. <laughs> but that was an 11 out of 12. I dropped it down to a 9 out of 12. Ooh, that's a big jump, too. So any other honorable mentions before we get into our top 10? Yes, let's see. Um, well, honorable... Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. You're definitely going to talk about that album. Uh, well, let's see. Bad Channels. Uh, what have you done Ooh, for me lately, EP? The best EP of the year. Yeah, that's I'm a really good EP. Leave it at that. Five and out of five. It came out like right at the end of the year, and like December, week, November, November eighteenth. I have right here. Okay. Uh, let's see. A little unknown, or actually, this is like the most mainstream album we've listened to, both of us. Uh, d- uh, Come on, guys, by Drive By Curious. I've heard of them. Yeah, we haven't heard from those guys in a long time. Well, I I read like some like article on Breitbart or something that like one of them like <laughs> killed themselves in a jail cell because he was part of a pedophile ring. Or oh, yeah. okay. It must have been Makilla. I'm not sure, but. No. Might have been. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I, I don't have the internet in front of me. Uh, let's see. K-Flay with Crush Me. That was another EP that I really enjoyed. You not so much. No. no. Well, I know. I never listened to that EP. Just I only listened to her album? full length, okay. which I did not care for. Uh, you know, I was very much considering putting this album in my top 10 because of how, how fresh their sound is. But upon re-listen, I decided that it's just going to be an honorable mention this year. Yes. Opera Oblivia Ooh. by Hellions, who was... Uh, brought to our attention by friend of the show, Dave. Another one, that one, and Pup, I neglected to re-listen to, mm. to add to my list. So oh, we'll talk a little bit I more about Pup my a little list bit later. is not finalized yet. Uh, let's see, Tegan and Sarah with Love You to Death, the follow-up to their wonderful 2013 album. Uh, this one's all right. 
Yes. All right. You said fair things about it back yeah. in 2016. So I'm guessing this is going to be in your top 10, but Aggressive by Beartooth did not it's t- still a perfect album, in my opinion. Oh, boy. Still a 12 out of 12. Going to be right up there in the top three. There's only one other perfect album this year, and we'll see which one takes the top spot when we get Mojo Hands. (laughs) That wasn't this year. Oh, that was this year. Uh, Well, did you know that Dance Game Dance released two albums this year? One of them was a live sessions uh, re-recording of some of their old songs. They recorded it in 45 minutes and (laughs) said, here's an album, guys. That'll be Uh, $12.99. Yeah, but my... uh, my 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 one complaint is that is that they didn't need to re-record the Tillian songs. They could have just left those four off, and then they would have, that would have given the space to do more of their. They just favorites. recorded their set. They really did <laughs> in the studio, and then they said that'll be twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You uh, asked for this. <laughs> uh, well, we got this. Uh, we got this EP from someone we interviewed, but uh, Corey Wells. Not a lot of people are going to have this because he nope. wiped his. Um, all of his music online. Yep. But we have the you All know, You Need to Know EP by Corey Wells. He never plays any of these songs anymore. No, but I guess not. Ha ha ha, he told me in a Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> and you're stupid for liking them. Yeah, come to a show, you jerk. Uh, he told uh, me. I was the jerk. Huge surprise, because we were both expecting to shit on this album as soon as we heard it, but The Shadow Side by Andy Black. I did not go back and re-listen to it because I just didn't have the time this week. I did. is it still that good? It's really good, dude. Whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> Especially with how disappointing the new album is of this year. Like, these songs are really well written and you can tell that because he collaborated um, and he got, like, advice from, like, Gerard Way and Patrick mm. Stump and, yes. like, other lead singers to, like, to learn how to write and, uh, and compose an album for himself. But damn good. Um, our review of that, that podcast, is really, really good. And yeah? funny and Good. hilarious. And I think- Fuck the homecoming king! <laughs> uh, and finally, before we move on to our top ten, uh, Death of the Bachelor by uh, Panic at the Disco. There Where does that one ro- lie for you? Is that on the um, lower end? It's it's a, it's a more in the middle. Okay. Like Andy Black is my number 37. And what's the name of that band again? Panic, Panic at, at the, the Disco. Disco. 31. Okay. 30. Yeah, so right around the same. Yeah. Uh, right at the beginning of the year, too. It felt like kind of more of a rushed album. But yeah. um, there's some there's some bangers on there, but whatever. So top ten, uh, number ten for me, Headspace by Issues. Headspace by Issues, yeah. still the top ten. Still the album top you hated when we I listened it. to it yesterday. It's damn good. Six songs are great. N- lots of songs are great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much better than the than the self titled because it's that's not incorrect. Just, it's like it doesn't just like go off on these musical tangents mm-hmm. a little bit more never experimental. come back around yeah. it, it's more cohesive yeah it's a little bit more cohesive a little bit more experimental maybe too. some would say more radio friendly if you want to call issues they were kind of going in that uh, direction with this album but so the, I'm still interested to hear how the new stuff is going to sound dropping down six spots Whoa. for me the 1975 I like it when you sleep for where you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it too long too long too long uh, it does drag a bit the songs are still amazing, yes. uh, and it's, I think, some of the best songs that this band has yes. ever uh, written. But, um, yeah, still good. That, that uh, Paris song mm-hmm. where he's talking about heroin, I read through the lyrics of that. Yeah. I don't. I, I know you can put pieces together as to what that means, but you have to dig really deep if that's the conclusion you want to go to, where hmm. the first half is him idolizing. No, the first half is... His girl, no, yeah, him idolizing. The second half is romanticizing his girl, Paris. Yeah, and the second half is his girlfriend re- recollecting I, how I, he ruined their trip to Paris. I can't see that really? at all. Reading those lyrics, okay, all, it it seems like a bunch of random sentences thrown together, 
and then at the end he buys heroin. <laughs> yes. And that and, and that's <laughs> where I where I'm like, okay, well there's the heroin part. Yeah. But the rest is it might as well be an issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just random parts all thrown together. Fuck it! I'll rise and For three minutes. <laughs> I like that song. That's Isn't that song. Flojo? Yeah, it's Flojo, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm... Did you hear that in an interview with him where he talked yes. about that? Okay. Yeah. That was, oh, that was in a, it was in a written interview, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else who knows that album well, go read those lyrics and tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. That's what I got the, the two times I've read through those lyrics. Yeah, that's interesting to hear you say that because I felt at least it was pretty straightforward, but okay. I get it. Uh, number eight. Mike uh, was on heroin at the time. Number eight. <laughs> and he finally got it. <laughs> I want to listen to 975 again. Uh, number eight. 13 Voices from oh, Sum 41. Yes. My number seven. Fantastic comeback record. Yes. Uh, interestingly enough, when I was just, I was just randomly on their um, uh, Wikipedia page, uh, starting with um, the first album, No Killer, No F- All Killer, No Filler, it took one year to release their follow-up album, two years to release the, uh, Chuck, Yes. three years to release the other one after Chuck. Underclass Hero. Four years to release Scream Bloody Murder, yes. and then five years to release 13 Voices. But then, then only three years to release Order in Decline. Yeah. Which was which an we'll, all right album. We'll talk about that later. Eh. It's fine. <laughs> but 13 Voices, though, fantastic, fantastic, well written yes. album. This was the damn it's I Almost Died album. Yes. Number seven, Capsize, a reintroduction. Yes. An essence of all that That was not me. in your top 10 back in the day. It wasn't, wasn't no. it? No. It's still my number 10. Still um, really good. It's very good. And yeah. RIP, Capsize. Rip. RIP. I don't know why other bands can have these allegations and still keep going, <laughs> but your band can't. Whatever. It's well, fine. Well, because I'm um, true love, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> number six, If I'm the Devil, the last album oh, by Let Live. The final album. Yeah. Still still very, f- not a, sh- probably their weakest of their mainstream albums, I guess. I think it was my number three. Yeah. Originally. It's now my number four. Oh. Something's taken over. Oh, my God. Mm, interesting. Okay. Uh, number five, Pup. The dream is number over. Number five is Pup. Number five is Pup. Pathetic use of potential. Pathetic use of placement. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, placement. Daniel's number two. <laughs> uh, his uh, Daniel's number uh, number two, which is also his uh, other perfect album uh, mm, of, for right. the year outside of Tiny Moving Parts. God damn it. I, I need to re-listen to it. You should. Uh, number four, I stand by this album wholeheartedly, and it belongs in the number four spot, Pierce the Veil with Misadventures. Number four. Yeah. It wasn't number four in the past, was it? No, it wasn't. It's like number eight or nine. It was a lot, it was a lot lower, but uh, yeah, no, I shot up to number four. So tell B, me why, Mike. Because, the and again, I listened to it this past week, it's just damn good. and it, it's Even the last three tracks? Absolutely. Where like I'd literally take a nap yes! during those because nothing interesting happens. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day when I was young, I'm, yes, I know that's a cover <laughs> line, but it's damn a good. covered line. <laughs> yes, that's a stolen line from a rap song in the '90s. Yes. <laughs> That everybody's quoted when you say back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. I just love the way this album flows. I think it's some of their strongest songwriting. Lyrically, yes, it does kind of pander to the to the younger crowd, but it's I I I, I think it's still he, just He some, knows who his audience is. He does, and he plays to the audience, and yep. I get it. Okay. But this is, there's at least a lot here for, 
for us old old folk in our 30s to enjoy. And I turned 30 go. in the year 2016. So Finally. We didn't talk about that much because I didn't celebrate it. <laughs> uh, I talked about it. You did. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, misadventures. Okay. Ne- Finally, I got Daniel to come around to it. And one day I'm going to get you to come around to it. I guess I could add it back to my iPod if you needed me to. Mm-hmm. I only kept Collide with the Sky on there. <laughs> yeah. You should listen. I, 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 I recommend you listen to Misadventures yeah, okay. again. Uh, it's hard without all the sexual allegations. and. But he's back in the band. Pierce the True Veil love, and, man. And Vicky Fuentes and yeah. all that. <laughs> number three. It kind of feels weird that this is number three, but Painkillers by Brian Fallon. I thought it was going to be your number four. but Yeah. But, well, you know, it has that one song that you can't stand. It... Okay, that song comes right after Honey Magnolia. Yes. One of the best songs in my, I've ever heard. In my and opinion, some, on some days, the album ends at Honey Magnolia. It should have ended, Because sometimes when I'm driving, I don't, I don't even get to track 11 by mm. the time I get back home. It so, probably should have ended at Honey Magnolia. Some but could say. Mojo Hand not only is a weird song, but it brings down the mood and it br- and it brings that album to a screeching halt pace wise that's just how i feel <laughs> you I'm, admit i can that give you it don't a pass like the song either yeah i can give it a pass it's sure. my least favorite brian fallon song sure i but... get i get that it's my least favorite brian fallon song as well i can but still like, enjoy it no matter how many times i hear it in the context of the album too it just it brings it to a screeching it's like it, halt it's like it belongs then... on the earth ep from thrice it's all honky tonk oh, stuff. Prodigy. Right. Now, yeah, it's it's weird. Right. It's weird, and there's a lot of weird sexual undertones. There's to no it. sexual undertones. There's, Stop talking about her, in there her says, hand. Is not a sexual undertone. Okay, you've convinced metaphorically me. Metaphorically, looking at a hand of cards. <laughs> you've convinced me. Come that on. the Mojo hand is something voodoo related, but there is a line in there about how everybody wants her bed. Everybody wants to turn her on, and wants her bed. There's a line in there where they want to be in her bed. It's a, there's no. sexual undertones to it, and it weirds me out. <laughs> Mojo no. hand, bad song. Look up those lyrics right now. There's no, there's no discussion in... of bed in there. <laughs> Number two, Along the Shadow by yes. Seosin. Yes. Fantastic re- album, and I highly recommend you seek out the deluxe edition if if you have the choice. My number three. Oh. My new number three, I gave oh. a pass yes. to, the, to the, the end of the standard edition. Sure. The track 11, I think it is. Yeah. Because you always said like that was one of your favorite songs on the album. It was. And then I like finally re-listened to it. I was like, oh, this song's really good, except for kind of a bland chorus. But other but than this, that, it's but great. But the screaming, baby. Mm-hmm. That screaming at the end. And, and that bridge. Br- oh, that bridge what is amazing. The and the rest of the album is great. Oh. Except for one and song. And the track, rest. <laughs> track four. Track four is... It's a weird... It kind of makes me cringe, that part. But fuck the rest of the album is great. And we saw them live at yeah, Taste of Chaos. Oh my god, an amazing set. Mm-hmm. Anthony Green is a crazy person. I thought the mic stand landed on his face and he was bloodied and bashed after oh. that. But he kept on singing. Yeah, but he gave us a great show. I know. My, my number one is, of course, back then and will forever will be, to be everywhere is to be in a chair without a care. Maybe it's over there. Maybe it's over here. But it's definitely not nowhere. Maybe if you stare. Maybe if you stare. By Thrice. By Thrice. Yeah. We saw them on the tour. I bought the shirt that I'm wearing now. Apparently it was in the trunk of his old car for this, all this time. It was for about a year. And I kept on saying, I need to get that out of there. And then I finally did. 
but the technology it today. doesn't exist for him to go to his trunk and get it. I know. And yeah. it, when I finally took it out, it smelled so bad. <laughs> I had to wash it before I even wore it. Once. <laughs> I wish I knew it. I would have worn my thrice shirt today, too. Oh, man. Well, I could have worn what was my number one shirt. Mm. Which was? Aggressive. But, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Just going down my list, capsize number 10. Mm. To be everywhere is to care without a stare on the stairs and the stairs and the fares. Mm. Number nine. By thrice. An 8 out of 10. My new number 8. Haven't been myself. <gasps> by too close to touch. Wow. And I re-listened to that this past week. And I realized I love one song album. is incredible. One song is the one of the best songs of the year. Whoa. And which one? Uh, you want me to tell you right uh, now? I mean, the, you or can't I'll... like say that and then not tell me which song it was. Okay. Well, what I wish you could forget. Is, okay. Yeah. The, the, I don't even remember what that one was. Um, but it was great. It's Chuck Three. It's. I wish I could play it for you right now. <laughs> but anyway, continue. The technology doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. But too close to touch. Yeah. It made the list. Thank you, whoever recommended that to us. I, that's got to be maybe Brandon. It's somebody. Okay. Thank you, listener. And then I got number seven, some forty-one, thirteen voices. We've already discussed. Still good, great. Good choice. Number six will always be Bayside Vacancy. Mm. You didn't even mention them in your honorable. Oh, mentions. I did not, huh? So well, I, we're bringing it up now. I was, I was, I came close to not liking some songs and then liking this album too much. Yeah, this was the happiness is of Bayside, and it's the best Bayside album by far. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still, I kept it at a ten out of eleven, and it's a number six. Originally, Adams thought that that was going to be my number one album of the year. I might have. Yeah, I haven't listened I to that. I remember you telling me that. I haven't re-listened to that episode yet. Um, number five, another album you just neglected to mention, Chemical Miracle by Trophy Eyes. Because I knew you were going to bring it up. Man. Yeah. Still great. The final album from Trophy Eyes? <laughs> just put it that hey, way? hey, <laughs> be nice. There's there's nothing wrong with it. you're just talking like my grandpa again. Hey. <laughs> Everybody just calm down too here. Far, like. <laughs> We're just having to try to have a good time you have here. Fun here, Adam, and you like had to go too far. <laughs> um, but man, what a good album. Yeah, it is All a really good through. album. I really like that album. Please watch the documentary, how terrible it is. And we are Chemical Miracle. We you and Always I literally we, are in we, Chemical Miracle. You are, I am. Joel Birch is. Yeah. Literally everyone in a, 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 a Amity Affliction is Chemical Miracle too. Aaron from from Amity Affliction yeah. is in there. I think uh, Chadwick from Hendrith is in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that, that tour because we were – and then we are because we're in the video. We are literally in that – yeah, in that <laughs> crowd. You got that screenshot and, like, and you circled like, us. <laughs> So, so I remember because I remember what we wore that day, and 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 you know, I thought, so I just had to I had to put it in the highest video quality, mm-hmm. so it's not so the crowd isn't pixelated. And I, yeah, I found us so right there. <laughs> I'm still breathing. Number four is Let Live. Ah, what a different album for Let Live, though. Yeah, you know when you're coming out of two greats like Blackest Beautiful and Fake History. Yeah, this one you could tell it was like almost inevitable that. They were going to break up they in a were, weird way. Yeah, because like uh, one of the band members, I believe, wasn't a part of this album, and I think because of the musical choice, mm-hmm. I think I think he knew like, okay, this is probably going to be the last thing. Because he gonna seemed record. so much more passionate with Fever Three Three Three. Yes, and it just wasn't there on this album. Though the songs are great, the songs are good, but they're mm-hmm. not. They don't hold up to the standard that Let Live set for themselves. Yes. So that's why when they decided to break up, though I was sad, I was just I was like, wasn't surprised. I think we I saw this coming. This. Yeah. So number four, but still a great album, one of the best of the year. 
Number three is Seosin, Along the Shadow. Yes. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I know all of our fans love that, that self-titled Seosin album. But mm-hmm. um, some some of our fans name their children after that album. I know. And they're number one <laughs> albums of all time. Yeah. Two of them. And then Beartooth Aggressive. Beartooth Aggressive. Because how am I ever going to place anything above Painkillers? Yeah. I can't. Mojo Hand, Mojo be, Hand damned. be Damned. Yeah. I mean, it's still like that song is better than most songs on my top ten list. But also, I, there <laughs> no, was... it's not. I'm not. I won't put it up that high. <laughs> but there. But you also brought up this wonderful point after uh, Sleepwalkers came out. And I and I listened to them back to back to test that theory, and you are right. What, is, sleep, what did I say? You said Sleepwalkers blows everything on Painkillers well, out of the water. More or less, yes. Yeah. I mean, I can still enjoy Rosemary and Nobody Wins and A Wonderful Life. Like, I can still say, like, you know, those are great songs. Yeah. But songs like Mojo Hand and All Night Long and, oh, God, track five, Steve McQueen. You don't like Steve McQueen? I like Steve McQueen. I really do, but it's definitely on like the lower end sure. of my favorites from that yeah. album because, like, you know, my favorites far outweigh. Of course, you know, yeah, you know, and 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 of course, going, you know, listening to how great Sleepwalkers in, and then going is, and then listening to Painkillers, you can hear that Painkillers was a bit rushed because, mm-hmm. of course, we followed him on social media, and it's like, hey guys, I'm <laughs> recording my first solo album. Hey guys, I'm done recording my first solo almost <laughs> as if it was that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, because I think he he mentioned going into recorded in August. Yeah, and then he was like done in September. Yeah, and it came out in March. Yeah, very quick turnaround. So yeah, and I mean you can tell it's it's not like I don't and, know. I, I don't want to say it's not overproduced because you don't no, want to be overproduced. It's, but it's, it's underproduced if that's it's, even a yeah, possibility. It's, I feel like if these songs maybe sat a little bit more, which he did do in Sleepwalkers because I was following that recording mm-hmm. process and it took him like three months to finish mm-hmm. that album. Yeah. As opposed to the three days it took him to finish right. Painkillers. And but again, number three and number one. So who are we <laughs> fucking talking about? Right? I know. It's like, I, I put it, if I have to rank all of his albums, I put this one and get hurt. Yeah, they're, at, they're, at the bottom of that list. Yeah, and this can, these came out pretty close to one yeah. another too. I mean, even though again, my number one albums of their of their respective years. Yeah, but I would say like those are the ones I look forward to listening to the least. Right, but, <laughs> if but I of course in 2016, I was listening to Painkillers over and over and over mm-hmm. again because you know that was around the time that like our love for Brian Fallon had reached like a fever pitch mm-hmm. at that point. Exactly. Yeah, and we didn't know that. The best was yet to come in, oh, a, in a weird way. You know? Tune in two episodes from now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We were just like, no, this is this is as good as going to get. Yeah. This is what he's going to sound like as a solo album, yeah. a solo artist. Can't wait for Gaslight to get back together. <laughs> yeah, and we're, I was just expecting nothing but like just low key rock songs yeah. that, that you know don't sound overly produced. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I can accept this. This yeah. is fine. Some of these totally songs good. are very intimate. Some of them could pass as Gaslight Anthem songs if right. they wanted to. So the songs, Mike. Songs. Again, Woo. I didn't change my songs. I have but twenty-four I like... songs. I could make no twenty-five. No twenty-four. I, I love, could make two lists if I wanted to. I love hearing the changes on yes. your list because I just I can't devote the time to go back and listen to some of these. So I don't have too much in terms of changes. I think okay. I moved a couple stuff because I made a playlist and then I ranked which ones have stood. The test of times, Go all it. three years, all three years. Uh, but um, if 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 I may, here are some songs that didn't make the list: "Victorious" by Panic at the Disco, mm. uh, "Two Hearted" 
by Icy Stars, Still Breathing by hmm. Green Day, Spit in the Face by Day Shell, yes. uh, Jenny Trouble slash Mad Men by Outside Animals, If I'm the Devil oh, that's right. is a song that I took off uh, by Let Live, um, Home is Such a Lonely Place by Blink-182, Fake My Own Death by Sum 41, Adrenaline by Higuera, uh, wonderful cover by Aaron Gillespie for, for the song I Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, and then Lindsey Sterling, uh, We Don't Let This Feeling Fade. One of the best albums mm, off of Brave Enough. There you uh, go. Best songs off of Brave Enough. And finally, uh, What I Wish I Could Forget by Too Close to Touch. Um, uh, something about like, oh. Erase these memories and, or ingrained in me. Yes. Take over. There, there's yeah. so many good songs. There's a lot of good. Yeah, that's that's my definitely They're the great. best song in my opinion on that album. I, I just know, brought up lyrics to Mojo Hand. Okay, I will read them for you, please, if you care to. Please. Uh, okay, settle it. I think my girls, girl, got a Mojo Hand, and all the boys in town want her bad. Damn it! Okay. And none of us that's can sleep. We don't think, and we can't eat since my girl got a Mojo Hand. Okay, so that's what it was. And they all want to turn her on, and they're climbing through the windows and the doors. And they're crawling in my songs, down my halls, and in my thoughts, which is incredibly lyriced. And they all want to turn her on. Yeah. Okay, so... Where would I go? Adam's trying to publicly shame me. (laughs) You left me on my own. (laughs) Who could take your place in my soul? Mm. Beautiful. I was lost where you came, among the tombs, among the waves. And if you go, honey, God only knows. Mm. It's too bad. Beautiful! That's That's a bridge right there. It's too bad that musically... That song is a mess. I never heard the horses of war. Did my eyes not see him coming forward? For Did war. I simply <laughs> wear you down with my nerves up so loud. Hmm. I never heard the horses of war. See, Come on. There's if, nothing. If he had sat on that song a little bit more musically, it would have yes. been brilliant. Instead of just doing the boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. my girl. Got And a bus. Yeah, you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> you hear you can hear the people at the bar singing with yeah, him. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Women be shopping. <laughs> they be checking off them boys. <laughs> Number twelve, Chuck versus the Giant Tortoise by Dance Gavin Dance. The opening track Great. off of Mothership. So good. Perfect. Sets the tone. That is the most Dance Gavin Dance song that's ever danced. Give me something, something. Let me take a hit. Mm. What's your yeah. number 12? Um, well, I got my 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 four that didn't make the oh, list. Sure. Go or for five, it. sorry. Uh, Sway by Moose Blood. Exposed by Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, my favorite uh, song on that album. That's a good song. Prism by Lindsey Sterling from Brave Enough. We never mm-hmm. mentioned her. Rum Springer, Heartbreak Road by Bayside. Nice. Whew, the angriest song they yeah. ever did. And then Flower by Vanna. Nice. Damn good song. Damn good song. On a damn good hardcore punk album. Yes. What's your number 12? Uh, Distant by Corey Wells. Apparently nobody ah. can ever hear that. Yes. <laughs> a secret song that we have in our possession. We have was, his CD. That was the one that I told him that was my favorite song of his. Yeah. And then he messaged back, I haven't played that song in three years, but I might if you come to a show. <laughs> LOL. Well, maybe you should play a show on a day that we can actually go Murrieta, see you, Tuesday evening. Yeah. <laughs> be there or, or not. Be square. <laughs> number 11, the song BYU uh, translates to Be With You by mm. Tegan and Sarah. Oh. Wonderful, beautiful little love love ditty. Uh, I mean, Tegan and Sarah are great at love ditties. Um, and this is just a wonderful song about your great, I think, great 
this one I, all day I just think about being with you. Because mm. they're, they're singing to each other. Yes, they Adam. Uh, Adam has this theory that they are like in, in an incestuous relationship with one another. Well, like I said on the previous podcast three years ago, that they would be perfect for each other. Yeah, because they know everything about each other, every, likes and dislikes. They even know what each other looks like naked. I know. Yeah, <laughs> even before they were in love with each other. <laughs> number, number eleven. Number eleven was "You Can't Look Back." By Taking oh, Back Sunday. That is one of my favorite songs off of that album. It's pretty damn good. Mm. I love it. Um, those are like the big standouts. There's a few big standouts from that album. Yeah, that's my favorite song. It gets buried album. under the holy waters. Yeah. Well, you know, Daniel really likes holy water. I know. And the north, the going back to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's the last song in that album. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's the second to last song. Is it? I think it is, but yeah, oh, that, I, I don't right. care for that song much. Yeah. But uh, big yeah. epic ending, at least. You Can't Look Back is great. My number 10, My Favorite Secret by Capsize. Oh. Fuck. What a good song. And they released a really good video for that one, too. Okay. Really good, creepy little video about, like, you know, I, I know the sewing the eyes thing. I know that's yes. part of another song, but that, that, that girl is also in, in the Favorite Secret video. Well. And Dave brought up a valid point after the allegations came up with yeah. the 16-year-olds and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the song has a different purpose now. It sure does. <laughs> but it's Mike's number 10. I don't know why it would be his number 10. Anyway, moving on. I'm just saying teens and tweens. <laughs> Deep dive. Deep dive into, into the teens, teens and, and tweens. tweens. Nobody Wins by Brian Fallon. Ah, fuck. No, number 10. That is the... Uh... That song will destroy me. Most night, most days. Yeah, that's the theme song of my last relationship. If you mix that song with the Cubs winning the World Series, Adam's <laughs> crying like a baby on his way into work in the morning. Oh, <laughs> but the Cubs win that one, not I nobody. Know. Exactly. After the rain delay, maybe like nobody would have won. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's just canceling felt, baseball. It feels so good. Uh, number nine, the cover of Cancer. Mm. By Twenty One Pilots off of the Rock Sound Black Parade. I feel like that's cheating, but I'll take it. It is a little it. bit cheating, but you know, it's, 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 it's one of the best songs of the year. I'm it just fucking be. saying, they took a good song, they took an amazing song, and they made it their own while still respecting the original song. It's just how you should do a cover. Yeah, it's, it's the only version I want to listen to. Right, it's sound, you know, <laughs> Twenty One Pilots, some good fucking songwriter. Right? Let's do I number nine. One of Dave's many children um, enjoys. <laughs> Nobody Wins by Brian Fallon. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. <laughs> which one? Is it Aaron or is it Aaron 3? <laughs> I think it's Fallon 3. Is it Fallon 3? One day he's going to um, name one of his kids Fallon. Number nine for me is Loser by Beartooth. Ah. Tell me I'm a loser in the background. I don't like that song because of the message. Mm. I like that song because it's just a good song. Because it fucking slaps. It's fucking dope. And yeah. then the, the hook is really good. And then the more you listen to it, you're like, oh, he's just talking about like, I'm not giving in to my bullies from when I was eight years sure. old. And I'm like, well, that's cool. But I still really like that song a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, loser again, he knows his audience and he knows, but he's, he's trying to save lives, you know? And what and better way to save it. lives than by catchy tunes? And by having lots of fire on stage with you. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, so much fire, oh my god. <laughs> Number eight for me, uh, my favorite song off the of Headspace, Home Soon. Oh, I will be yes. home soon. Is that the closing track? Issues. No, it's right, it's right in the middle. It's number two. Oh, you're right. It is yeah, that, that is one of my favorite songs yeah. off of that album. It's a great, it's a yeah. great song. It's a, it's, it's a song that talks about the struggles of loving someone though you are in a long distance relationship or a traveling musician and the mistrust that kind of goes along with that but also the devotion 
and how you still kind of long for that somebody, but right. you hope that they'll still long for you when you come back. And then they realize, like, oh crap, he likes boys and girls. Oh, it's now, all... like, it's like I, now I'm I competing can't... with the entire world, right? Instead not of... just half of them, <laughs> except just other women or men, whoever, whoever <laughs> he's singing about. I'm not sure. Exactly. It's a tough. It's a tough world for yeah. for Tyler Carter. God save us all. Death to pop. Death to pop. By some forty one and Avril Lavigne. I love that song. It's a great song. God save us all. That song fucking slaps too. It's right. It's right. It was like track four, track five, something like that. I thought it was towards the end, but I can't remember off the top of my head. There's no way to know. Who knows? I don't have my iPod <laughs> on me. <laughs> uh, good choice. Along the shadow of man. Yes. By Seosin is my number seven. That's the track eleven. That right? is the what is one of the bonus tracks. Came it breaks my it. heart that they are there are potentially people out there who bought this album and have never heard that song. Oh, that's the you mean it's the final track. It's, it's not the final track final track. It's yeah. track thirteen. Mm. Whew, yes. Man, that's a good song. It's like the fucking title track of the album, too. Why didn't they put this on the fucking album? I have no idea. Because they wanted you to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have that, apparently, but not along the shadow of man. <laughs> uh, the Lonely Island released an album this year. Oh, they did! And one of the best songs of the year was called "Legalize It" by the pop star soundtrack. Yeah, um, it's all the joys of smoking crack. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's ever talked about. I love smoking crack. Or how, or how does that song? We should legalize crack. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> It's just great, and anybody who hasn't heard it yet, just go listen to it. You'll it's enjoy fucking it. Bonkers. It's like two minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it. bonkers, and like it. Oh um... my god! <laughs> <laughs> Number six, uh, especially in twenty sixteen, this song like ripped my heart out because of how relatable it was. Oh yeah. I had to talk to, I, I had to refer to two women. Oh. As two letters. Oh. By Bayside. Ooh. Yeah. E X. Oof. Man, what a what a. I mean, Rumspringer is the angry one, yeah. but X is, or two letters is the freaking... Like, and it's the opening track, too, and it's yeah. like, X sounds dirty, I can't say it, that's sounds so just, final. Just the beginning. Like, yeah. That's the, like, okay, we're done. Here's your papers. Yeah. We're, we're done with this shit. Exactly. That's the song that comes out of you after something like that happens. I know, it, and it, it, it's, it's, it's a cool breakup song from a perspective I've never heard of before, like that weird awkwardness mm. of calling somebody an X mm. after you're so lovey-dovey with them now you're talking to them so f now you have to talk about them so formally yes it's a yeah it's a very interesting perspective and it's a cool breakup song okay number six for me painkillers <sighs> by brian fallon mm. have i talked to anything about brian fallon yet i don't think who is this brian fallon <laughs> brian fallon man i love it right the second no, I think i'm, I'm the singing album. i'm singing the wrong song aren't i no that's it that's just <laughs> That's the second. Yes, track two. No, it's it's the other guitar with. Oh, -na 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 -na. oh that's one. Yeah. Oh man, like that that song. I could have carried the rest of Brian Fallon's career mm -hmm. on that guitar riff right there. <laughs> um, so like those those are some of the other standout tracks. Obviously, painkillers to me. I can sing that song all the time, every day. Yeah, I a lot of that. a lot of Mike memories of of, of internalizing that song too. Yes. Uh, number five. Oh, speaking of internalizing stupid fucking songs, yes. "Blood in the Cut," which was the lead single off of K. Flay. Oh, um, that was it's brutally honest Ooh. song about how you're in love with somebody, but they don't love you back. She's he's probably fucking that girl right now. Right. While now. I'm just here fucking getting drunk and cutting myself, cutting myself, blood and cut. cutting in the blood. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think I need to hear that album, do I? No. Okay. Well, you heard the album, so you heard that song. That song's on the album. Oh, crap. Yeah. Sad girls. Not as many sad girls. Do you recognize that? No. Okay. Well, you didn't like that album, so it's fine. <laughs> My number five, We Don't Go In There. Ah. By Taking Back Sunday. Wonderful the other stand- standout track. We don't go in there. It's still a really good song, and yeah. I wish that they could have just... There's a handful of good songs, but the problem with this album, because I'll talk about my number four, you can't look back, uh, is that there, it lacks passion. Mm. It lacks the passion that happiness is has. It's uh, almost like... It, it's trying to mimic it a bit, but it, it doesn't quite get there. I, mean, I don't know what the future of this band is after this album, because there's no other albums well, since now. They're writing one now, and they, been... they, they released a... A twenty-year compilation album with two new songs, oh, and I, okay. those sound those songs sound very similar to the songs on Tidal Wave. So I think they're just B-sides. Okay, they're not very good. No, but I don't think they're new songs. So I kind of give them a pass. They just seem to kind of be living in the past at this a point. A little bit, so but I think that's their. I think that's their. I think that's their fan base, though. It might be. But that's the one thing about Tidal Wave, which I, I really haven't heard the new album yet, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on ever buying it, even though these douchebags are telling me it's like yeah. the best. You're album. so last summer. Play That's Little Soul last summer. Something about a shirt. Flavor Flav. <laughs> uh, but, but one thing I do appreciate and, and like about Tidal Wave is that musically they're at least trying to evolve and try new things. And they went in this like Heartland Punk sort of direction. And it's good. They weren't completely successful with that sound, but at least they tried yeah, it. There's a few good songs. Death yeah. Wolf is a Death great Wolf, song. Death Wolf, great opener. Uh, you know, you don't go, you can't look back. You don't yeah. go in there. Don't go in great there. tracks. Uh, Let's uh, talk about number four real quick. Rosemary by Mm. one Mr. Brian Fallon. Uh, The saddest, saddest song. Yeah. Somebody who was great. Yeah. A girl, perhaps. Yeah. Living the tired life. Her name was Rosemary. Her name was Rosemary. We'd be lucky to meet her. Almost named my child Rosemary. Really? After that song. Oh my God. Rosemary is also my grandmother's name. Oh my God. But... We settled on a different song. Okay. And that's okay. <laughs> even though we, did, we didn't know she was going to have red hair. That would have been even worse to give a ch- red-haired child ro- a rosemary Aww. name. <laughs> Still, you don't want a tragic song no. to be named after your daughter, do you? Maybe. No. I don't know. Maybe a song that's... Maybe all of them are yeah, tragic when it comes Nicholas to Nicholas Cage, Meg Ryan. <laughs> Best <laughs> movie of 1999. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> but Rosemary is still one of the best. It's, Brian a, it's definitely songs. a highlight on that album, yeah. Number three, um, the most emotional song on this album is Nana by the 1975. Kept it. The beautiful, almost as if it was just reading lines off of a journal song about how it feels weird that my grandma is not here anymore. My grandma was a rock in my life. Even something so simple as her stroking her fingers through my hair helped me to, you know, move on and, 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 and... live my life as comfortably as I could because I had a rough life and the fact that she's not here and I kind of hear her in a weird way it it, 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 and it, and it hurts not thinking of you there anymore it's a beautiful yeah. song go Mike, listen to the song I'm not Mike's never it. lost anyone in his life I know isn't that <laughs> fucked up here it is his number three song somebody else losing their grandma. it's called empathy <laughs> <laughs> I feel others pain yeah cut in the blood blood in the cut <laughs> Cried on the streets of San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. This shouldn't be laughing. Number three, The Secret Meaning of Freedom. Oh. Say Ocean. Say Ocean. 
what a great fucking song yeah, that is. Dude. It just like comes out of nowhere in like track nine or something yeah, like yeah. that. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on with Anthony Green? I thought I had heard it all already. Mm-hmm. And then this song fucking comes out and it was like, oh no, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. There's still four more awesome tracks yeah. to go after this. <laughs> but no, this song, I, I can't even describe it. It's just like him screaming and then an awesome, it's fast paced. There's an incredible hook in the chorus. Yeah. And yeah, it's like nothing I've ever heard from yeah, Anthony it's, Green. It's ever. almost like, it's almost speed metal how the, how the, how the drums are hitting so mm-hmm. hard in that one. Good. Number two, talk a little bit about bees. <laughs> Black honey, Black honey, one of the most interesting, twangy, the catchy songs that Thrice has ever written. Yeah, uh, the band Saliva actually loved this band, uh, loved this song so much they actually covered it themselves on like a VH1 special thing. They made sure to credit That's Thrice. Interesting. But, yeah, but Saliva even covered it, and they did a decent job. Okay, yeah. a band that was a ha- that is a has been now. Yeah, covering a current song from a band that was a has <laughs> is a has been. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> has beens covering has beens. <laughs> I call Saliva spit. Yes. Yeah. Saliva in my mouth. Out of my, <laughs> on my face. What was it? Spit in my mouth. Choke me, Daddy. <laughs> Rain on me. The greatest Trophy Eyes song. That's a great song. What the fuck? Yeah. Where does that song even come from? You're just like, wow. Of a chemical miracle. That's where it came from. I know. And you're just like, this band is going to do nothing but great things. But in this moment, I'm but not going to talk about 2018. final album, apparently. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about anything that <laughs> has happened since. But in yeah. this moment, I was very happy with yeah. this band. From a band that, like, completely under the radar. Their first yes. album, really good. But, like... We had no idea they were going to release Chemical Miracle no and the shift, in, the, the shift in sound. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. Just in time for us to see them. Yeah. Because the only reason we listened to them was because they were opening for, for Amity yeah, in exactly. 2016. I'm glad that we did. Yeah. Man, what a good album. And of course, my even though it's not, I feel like, the best song on this album, at least in my life, this is a song that I, in my journey of self-love, not and, and you know, d- despite what I said earlier in the episode... Not every day is a good day. I, I still struggle some days, and some days I do need to reach out and get yes. help. And but with a wonderful life yes. by Brian Fallon, oh I I can at least know that it's okay to leave those bad days behind and live in the moment and live your best life when you can, because one day you're not going to be able to. And know? I've I've given up on my reverse storytelling that that album is just because sure. Walker's buried. Yeah, so much about <laughs> the the lore that I needed for for painkillers. Yeah, but no, I'll take that that song any day yeah, over most of these songs. <laughs> that song, even though it's not my personal best, I am kind of like cheating with my top twelve list by saying that mm-hmm. it's still those. It's an important song to me, important. especially in 2016 when I needed it, uh, and even today, three years later, I still look to that song and it's one of my affirmations in my life. And, there you go. And, you know, I don't I. I, I don't want to live. I want to. I want a wonderful life. I don't want to survive. I want a if, wonderful. If life. you're finally going to find a Brian Fallon positive song, let's just believe that that was it. Right that there. was it. Yeah. Uh, there's. Can you think of any others? <laughs> Behold the oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's so few. Like maybe you could say all night long was somewhat positive. Well, there's a lot of positive songs on Sleepwalkers. We're not talking about. We're that We're not anymore. in that year yet. Yeah, so. you're right. At least in 2016, it's like. Well, he wrote a happy one. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Yeah. What's your number one? Is it still... It's still, and always will be, the best song of 2016. 
tear caps. me apart. Yeah, ca- ca- capsize. capsize. Yeah. Holy shit, like, where did this band come from? Yeah. Nothing on angst in my veins and their unknown first album yeah. that only their 13-year-old girl fans knew of. <laughs> like, Tear Me Apart is by far the greatest Capsize Fuck, song. that let song alone... slaps, dude. Whew, yeah. man. Like, it's not your favorite song on the album, obviously. No, it, for mine, it's favorite secret. But, yes. like, Tear Me Apart, a fucking wonderful song. That, that's the first track, isn't it? It's track three. That's the third track, that's isn't the it? third track, <laughs> after two incredible tracks. Yeah. Going into the one you just mentioned. Favorite Secret. Favorite Secret. Yeah. That's track four. Yeah. So and there's, like, like so, there's XX So My Eyes right before that one, too. Yep. That first fucking chunk, that first quarter of that album... Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the first five five tracks, and yeah. then you go into that safe place song, which is yeah. like, I want to be... Where's the safe place? Safe. On our bus. On our bus. <laughs> <laughs> Who out there is not as cold as me? <laughs> Does anybody need a hoodie? <laughs> no, anybody got a Does anybody got a hoodie for me to wear while you're not wearing it? Man. <laughs> Yet Tiny Moving Parts carries on. They're making an album. They're making an album. I can't it's wait. It's going to be great. Finally get his side of the story. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but no. Tear Me Apart is just great. It is, man. What a good year. I know. I'm sure I, in hindsight it sounds like old used. But oh, yeah. The, I'll, I'll take That's I'll what's take great it. about this Capsize album, too. It, it has that... It has what the use is no longer doing anymore, and I feel like nobody else kind of took over that sound. Mm-hmm. Everyone else kind of followed what the use was doing after In Love and Death, but nobody followed right. up with the sound from their first album. Right. But it's Capsize like, decided there's a market for this. Let's make it. Let's make some great songs. I, yeah. I, I, I hesitate to believe that <laughs> they, they were the sole songwriters on this because it's such a drastic <laughs> turn for yeah. angst in my veins. Who knows? But uh, you know, but I, I'm sure they told them to their favorite secrets but <laughs> who knows who knows Who's those anymore? girls names who knows you never know <laughs> thank so, you for opening up for I 2016 felt like i should yeah i could have gone on for many more pages but i don't think anybody needs to hear that well much we're more. only two and a half hours in let's keep going That's normal for us at this point <laughs> exactly well guys i hope you enjoyed 2016 in a nutshell we've only got yes. two more episodes of this format and then we'll go back to our regularly scheduled skinny up until it's not regularly scheduled anymore. So many albums. To but uh, talk yeah, about. so because we had such a quick turnaround for his 2016, it's probably going to be another few weeks until we get together and do 2017. Yes, which is good because some time. there's some good albums in there, and I want to revisit some of those. No, yeah, there really is some good albums in 2017. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's what she said. What is what is that? That, that fucking post-it. Oh, it's a post-it, an office post-it. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to listen to. Matt Cameron's Cave Dweller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it Cave Dweller? Yes. Or Cave Dweller? It's both. K- oh, it's like PetSmart. Yeah. PetSmart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please, uh, you know, uh, like us over on Facebook because, of course, I'm going to be sharing that uh, wonderful gift that listener Dave uh, gave, uh, gave to us. I'm, yes, I'm bragging. But, um, you know, it, it, w- it was very sweet of him to do that and to put in the effort to make that trade and to send it to us and we'll take good care of it. And if you want to get in contact us, you can get, get in contact us there on Facebook. You can contact me on Instagram at Mike Wears Prada. You can email us at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. And I think that's it. But, you know, what? I also want to throw this out there as well. Uh, we, we, we've been doing the show for a very long time, since 2012, and we don't really ask for much from our audience, uh, so we just ask that you send us packages. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, if, if, if you... My Venmo account is... 
<laughs> if you, a... I'm gonna edit that part out. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> name is all over this podcast no I don't, i'm not gonna <laughs> share your venmo account on, on the internet they can send me all the money they want that's true they can't take it's it a in secure Vegas. place they okay then they, you signed the con you you scrolled down to the terms of services and you tapped yes yes <laughs> they're listening right now exactly uh, uh, I, I, uh i don't think we talk about this much but like if you could if you really enjoy what we do if you could at least share it with somebody or at the very least review it on uh, iTunes because that will actually help us out and help with the visibility of the show. Or and on Reddit, maybe. I, I'm banned from posting <laughs> the show there. Yeah. Since I've never asked. I never. I should probably ask the mods if I can do it again. But yes, like, you should. <laughs> I got banned a long time ago for posting the show there. Uh, but yeah, if you could review the show over on iTunes, that really helps the visibility uh, of it. And uh, if you if you know somebody who loves this kind of music, uh, would. You, you, who you think would probably like this show, just please share with them. Let them, let, let them know that it's out there. Um, yeah, that's all we ask. All right. And also Adam's Venmo account. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk to you guys sometime in the next coming weeks.